this yesterday on me today i'm going to use it on bruce he's the only guy that takes time off than a chicago school teacher i guess he's uh he's taking a few days off we'll be back uh monday with you guys tuesday i believe right? tuesday. monday's a holiday is oh martin luther Isn't king it? day yeah i'm okay are dude. you guys not here it's a holiday hello so what do you do she still has to go on i'm not in here that i know of is it wendy snyder I don't know. I usually use that day to, you know, get involved in the community somehow. Yeah, well, you should. Okay, I'm going to do it this year. I swear I am. <laughs> <laughs> just go along with just it and say you're yeah, going to. But I thought maybe I'll just volunteer for an hour or two. You know, How hard is it? You know what? I'm going to tell you what. You, you, I'm going to make you people. You people. I'm going to make you come with me uh, this spring when we do the cleanup in, uh, in the... Uh, Inglewood area with uh, oh, Ray Lopez. I'm all over it. Absolutely. It, it, it is It is really cool. You know, we don't have to do this on designated days when it's this or that. And we're, we're going to talk to a guy today that you're going to absolutely love. His name is uh, Pastor Donovan Price. He's from solutionsandresources.org. I know this guy had a busy night last night because there were two shootings that I know of, both in Inglewood. I think it was in District 7. And um, what he does is when somebody gets shot, Chicago violence, he gets there on the scene to comfort the family, the mother, because mm. the mother's will come running down the street. He's the first guy there. Yeah, and he will, that's nice. He will be there from the incident, hopefully, to the hospital. And if not, to the morgue, to the service, to the cemetery. And, and he is just, he is an amazing man. And uh, the thing I like about him most is he calls out people for being accountable. He's not like one of these these pastors that say, you know, oh, you know what, we, we're, we're underprivileged and we're this and we're that. He's, he's like, no, uh-uh. We've got to take accountability for each other. Yeah, he's really a good guy. We're going to talk to him later on this morning. Do you do you remember when the Joe Perillo car dealership was broken into? Gold Coast Motors, big yeah. time stuff. Mm-hmm. We had Joe on the air with us. It's when I was filling in for you guys before the uh, before the New Year. Joe Perillo is a neighborhood guy. I think he came from Taylor Street. Loves this city. Find somebody that loves the city more than Joe Perillo. Yeah. I don't know if you can. And he was hot. He was mad. And he had said some things where he was mad at the criminals. He was mad at Lori Lightfoot. He was mad at Kim Fox. Then he came back on our air and said, listen, I can't be mad at these guys. They're, they're part of this problem that just never stops. He started to cry. Uh, started so to much cry. he loves Chicago, yeah. huh? I don't know anybody that loves Chicago more than this guy. Well, I guess after he called out some of the city leaders, they showed up over at his place. Mm-hmm. The mayor, yeah. <laughs> well, the mayor shows up. And they're just going through the, you know, what happened, this, that, and the other thing. I guess the meeting didn't go maybe as well as planned. And uh, after they met, supposedly, allegedly, Lori Lightfoot walked out of the office and called him an idiot. Because that's what you want to do yeah. to one of your biggest taxpaying people in the city. Call a guy an idiot. This, that, that place returns a lot of money to the yeah. city. Uh, it's... He said they the lost. The on that whole thing are yeah. just awful. Said they lost Macy's. We're losing Neiman Marcus. They may lose this store because he'll just take his stuff out to the suburbs. He's got a store in Westmont anyway. Well, after all this happens, I guess they have their little tay-to-tay, a little dust-up, if you will, a little brouhaha. And a couple days later, there they are at the Joe Perillo dealership, and in comes a city inspector with a ticket book. Unbelievable. You notice that Mayor Lori Lightfoot is turning into everything she said she wasn't going to be. Uh, yeah. This I mean, it, the biggest, I've said this from day one, the biggest disappointment because everyone had such high hopes. 
it's one thing when you elect someone and you're like, okay, this person is who this person is. I right. mean, we know the limitations. We know what they're going to, you know, stand for. Lori Lightfoot, first of all, the total underdog who won and shocked so many people. Then people were like so invigorated because it was like, oh, okay, this is a this is a do-gooder. This is a progressive. This is someone who's going to, you know, do everything she she said she would do during the campaign. Okay, in her defense, COVID hit. She's been a mayor during COVID. That's true. But it's just the way she handles herself. I, I will if not, the stories are to be believed, I, I, will no, not give, I will not give wiggle room to a city that has 18 people of power, all Democrats, all that continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. And until we change some of that, this city will continue to do the same thing. However, 18. So, so 18. 50. How many? 50. Aldermen. Yeah, but I'm talking about 18 positions of Democrats and, and that are people of color. Okay, I understand. Um, so the, the inspector, and by the way, good morning, Rob. Good morning, guys. How are you, brother? I'm oh, Rob! Well. I'm here. I'm glad you can do that with your voice. I couldn't well, do that I took, today. I, Rob and I worked together for years, so yeah. I had is a he lot from of time GN2? to... Yeah, he's from Jan 2. It's like a refugee camp. I, it really is. <laughs> Why did all you guys... I mean, what happened? Did you get bounced and you all moved over here? What happened? That was like the Titanic. So we got off and, and now yeah, we're here. Exactly. We've been safe. Huh. Yeah. Not me. I I came of my own free will. Okay. Of, my yeah. free will. Wait, wait, they you didn't force me. You made a good choice, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess the inspector walks in, sees three employees, one customer, they weren't wearing their... COVID masks. That's a penalty right there. That's two violations. Failure failure to display a incidental 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 consumption liquor license. So I'm imagining that if you're selling these fancy, big, fancy, cool cars, that maybe if you sell a Rolls Royce or a you know, whatever the hell they sell over there, the Bentleys, that maybe if you spend three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars on a vehicle, it probably comes with the, you know, Little Some bit, champagne there. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm thinking you walk in and you get the little glass of champagne just for walking in. Because I'd have to be drunk to spend that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I would expect that. You know, wine, whatever. They're, they're going to. So there you go. There's a ticket for storing, receiving, possessing, selling 19 bottles of liquor. One whiskey, champagne, wine, et cetera. So they got ticketed for that. And and, and you're right. At these high-end dealerships, I, I don't know many people. You go down to to, to uh, Stephanie's office here. See her liquor cabinet? Uh, no, but I've seen her candy cabinet. I, I, yeah. I stay away from her. Now, when office. you're talking about candy, you're talking about the quote unquote brownies, because I know how they roll around here. <laughs> you know, a lot of business. I don't you know, know about Stephanie, but, but no, a lot she's of people, a lot of people candies. that are, you know, they there's people that look at there's liquor here in oh, in the sound in this, lounge in yeah. this industry. Of yeah. course, there's liquor Bet here. Bet you we don't have a license for that. And if you think you're getting in here, well, but you're not gonna. And that's another Here's thing. Here's the thing, too. If you, need a, you need a license if you're going to sell liquor. That's what I don't get. Well, the thing Not is... just having liquor. The thing is, is you know that Joe Perillo isn't selling liquor there. Right. It's something that's going to go along with a car. the guy about yeah. to buy the Rolls Royce. Uh, that'll be yeah. $19 for the glass of wine. Uh, it doesn't even matter what it was for. It's the fact that a city inspector showed up with a ticket booth after the mayor walked out calling him an idiot. I yeah. mean... Again, the optics. Hello, Mayor. So what are you thinking? I well, mean, who's, and who are you surrounding yourself with that's not telling you? Although that's what we hear, right? It doesn't matter because people can't tell her anything. And and remember, we, we don't like bullies. We don't like people that are bullies. That is, this, is, this is bullying 101 right oh, here. Yeah. I guess on November 1st, city records show their dealership received a ticket uh, for allowing employees and our customers in an indoor setting without face masks. So this is really much to do about nothing. Yeah, it's no, it's about 
Don't. You, we didn't like our meeting, and now we're going to come back and we're going to push you around. I have a call into uh, Caesar. He's like Joe's right hand man, and uh, I I had a, a chance to meet Joe as a Caesar, very Caesar, like the Caesar, like Caesar. Yeah, it is me. It is I. I am <laughs> I am Joe's guy. That's what I'm picturing. And uh, uh, my dad's uh, heating and air air conditioning company back in the day. We did all the remods on uh, Joe's BMW dealership, and when I met him, he offered me a job immediately. I was 18 years old. He's like, kid, you got to sell cars for me. And, uh, and I did. And I, Think you know, about how different your life could have been, it, right? You know what? I could have been sighted without wearing a mask and selling liquor. Oh, my gosh. And you could have been driving around a Rolls Royce. Or I could have been, you know, killed trying to stop thugs from breaking into glass, stealing mm-hmm. watches. Because I probably would have gotten involved, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, you would have been the guy hiding behind the counter. Come on, bring it on. Ray, a, didn't didn't Joe say almost immediately after that incident that some of his guys at the dealership were packing? I oh, think I, he, I think he did say that. I mean, heck, half this morning show's yeah. packing. Well, I meant guns. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, were you on? Were you here the day that I had him on? Uh, no, okay, he's not. That was Nikki. Yeah, okay. I get you too confused because I love you. Well, both we're so both good-looking guys. So. That's that's yes. a fact. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree. I'm taller with that. though. Yes, you are, and you smell less of cigarettes. <laughs> are you still ready for the rodeo on Friday? Heck, yeah. All right. What I'm gonna do? Howdy. I am going to. Uh, okay, we're not going to talk like that. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna. I have a mystery guest lined up to talk to you about how we're going to go about, you know, kind of oh, ruralizing you a little thank bit. Goodness, yeah. Because yeah. I don't. I'm not going to fake it. I can't. I. I know who I am. Yeah. I'm not a cowgirl, yeah. but I think I can learn how to be one. It is our goal. Wow, I've never heard that version. That's live. His voice sounds really weird there. That's Garth. It's called "The Beaches of Cheyenne," and this is a really cool story song. Um, what happens is this cowboy. Is uh, he's out on the road and he's uh, he's going to go to this next rodeo or go round as they call it, and he promised his girl that he wasn't going to ride, and he did, and he died, oh. and, uh, and 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 there's you know that happens with these guys. So we lost Lane Frost in 1991 to the bull named Red Rock. I know a lot about this stuff. Wow, we're going to teach you because we want to get you grooved in. Because Judy said the other day, want to meet a cowboy. And we're going we're gonna to make that I happen. I guess I want to collect some cowboys. So just <laughs> One, two, three, however many you need, we'll get them. All I right? shop at one. <laughs> now, there's a guy here that's a, it's our mystery guest, and he's part of the rural, I mean, really part of the rural landscape of America. When it comes to rural America, I don't think anybody's more famous than this guy. So, good morning, mystery guest. Judy, give me your hand, little girl. Come on up on the saddle with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that you, Max? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I would know you anywhere. Yeah. All right. Come give me on. some. If anyone can give me tips, it's Max so, Armstrong. So she's going out to the bull riding at the uh, the uh, Rosemont. Uh, I guess it's called. Well, it's the Allstate Arena. I was going to mm-hmm. call it the Rosemont Horizon. So she's going out there. It's uh, you know it's bull riding out there. PBR the bulls, the studs, the steers, the men, <laughs> and uh, the cowboys. What does what does she need to know? I mean, you know, obviously she's going to wear her cowboy boots, and you don't want to get too cowboyed up. It looked like an urban cowgirl walking into this thing. How do we get her ready so when a guy sees her, he's not thinking, you know, you know, you're not, you're not, this isn't some girl from Lombard. This is a woman that knows the rural lifestyle, and I want to ride your shotgun with me in my F-350 dually. <laughs> Got to be careful what you say. I mean, don't say the wrong thing in the wrong place. There are places where you don't want to say, hey. I like those chaps, cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. That's I got to cross that line out. Okay, oh, yeah. I thought that, that would work. Now, you know what a bucking chute is, right? 
<laughs> no. Okay, the bucking chute is where they're gonna. That's where they load the the steer in. Oh, okay. That's where the cowboy gets on and he rosins up the 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 the, the rope and he you know buckles his hand in and he gets ready to go. Right, Not just yeah. head. Oh, that's you know when what? He, uh, okay, let's just stop because yeah. I'm thinking of other things. Um, all right. What what's my opening line, Max? <laughs> Just remember, though, there's a lot of hard work that goes with being a real cowboy and cowgirl. I mean, on a morning like this, you're not laid up in the bunk there just uh, catching a few extra Z's. you got to be out there uh, breaking the ice out of the trough. Okay? I mean, breaking the uh, ice out of the trough, throwing the hay, uh, moving ooh, the bales. At this hour? <laughs> really? In this, you've, in you've, this heard, you've heard it called a lot of things, haven't you, Ray? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Our mystery guest, in case you haven't figured it out yet, is uh, Max Armstrong, <laughs> this week in agribusiness. Another, you know what, Max, when are you going to come work at WLS? Because it seems like everybody that worked at that other place is yeah. here now. <laughs> it was a lifelong dream of mine to be there, of course. Never made it. You guys made it to the uh, the uh, the pinnacle there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sure enjoy listening to you all the time. Well, I know you do. Whenever I, it, He always messaged me, Rascal, I heard you on the WLS. <laughs> now, uh, okay, now that's a good word, Rascal. Can I use that to sure. round up a cowboy? You, you know, you know, it's it's applicable. I've used it for decades. You know that. You've heard me say it so many times. Uh, I, oh, I yeah. have, yeah. It yeah. just works. I mean, and Max, you've known, you know? me, you've known me for decades. Am I going to be able to get a cowboy, do you think? I think you could, yes. Now, let me just say that his getting up days may be over, but, you know, <laughs> that's all right. Oh, you, you know, man, you think man. about it, and, and do you really want to keep a cowboy, or you just want to have fun no, for the no, weekend? I would like a used-up cowboy, because... They've yeah. been there, done that. I don't have to deal with that. You don't and, have to worry about them running away. Yeah, and I would like a ranch to come with the cowboy. That would be well, nice. Sure, sure. A little you know, equity? Yeah, a little ranch. <laughs> She's not nice. asking for much. All right, now, what's going to happen for sure when you're there is, is it's, I'm sure that somebody's going to get hung up. And and what that means, it's not like they're going to get hung up on you, which I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm sure they will. That's when they get. That's when they get stuck. And the, the bull kind of drags him around the arena a little bit. Oh, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah that's scary. So, that, so you're going to know. You're going to be like, you look over at the guy next to you. Because there'll be some cowboys sitting up there. Look okay. over and go, yeah, that guy was hung up. He hung up, yeah. 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 Not, not, what a loser. Yeah. And then, and then uh, um, you know, you look out at, at, at the one bull that doesn't have any horns. And then you're going to talk to that same cowboy about hung up. And you're going to go... See, that's Molly. That's what they call a Molly. Molly. Yeah, that's all a bull without right. any horns. You know, horns. I'm going to get all this me- messed up, and it'll be like, hey, oh. Molly, so, so I'm Max, over here. Max, I guess the radio station had, had some folks from the Bull Riders on the other day, and they were talking to him. So a lot of the uh, folks from here at the radio station are going to go out to the event this weekend, and it's so much fun. I'm telling them to be ready for such a good time. So I can't wait. I've got some surprises ready for you when you get there, too. Oh, no. Keep your eye oh, on no, the... Uh, I am not riding a bull. No, no, no. Keep your eye on the, on the video, on the video board. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All and right. just and just remember, they only have to stay Uh-oh, on the bull for eight scared. seconds. <laughs> it's yeah. only eight seconds. Just yeah. eight seconds. Eight the seconds. longest eight seconds ever, right? Eight seconds between heaven and hell. That's what they tell you. <laughs> so there'll be somebody looking for a two-legged heifer out there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know any of those, Max. <laughs> I know you're not talking about no, me, Max. No, 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 Come on. And don't, and, don't, and, and Judy, don't point to the hind quarter there of the uh, bull uh, down below. Just don't point. Yeah. Okay. You can look. Just I can point. look. I just can't point. Got and, it. And then after looking at the bulls all night and their equipment, don't expect that out of any of the men. <laughs> their I'm, expectations are really high. I just don't really walk away very disappointed. Ah. All right. The mystery guest, Max Armstrong. Max. Thank you, pal. So good to hear you. Hey, we got her prepared, didn't we? We took care of that, didn't yes, we? Yes, thank we did. you. We did. I feel much better. 
I don't I'm see max, you I am maxified. She is uh, now. Now Monday's uh, Martin Luther King Day, but I know in my heart of hearts that she's going to be somewhere between Cheyenne, Wyoming, and Colorado in a in a dually. <laughs> Riding to the next go round. Yeah. Do you know what a dually is? Um, well, you just said it was the bull with no horns. No, no, it's no. a molly. Oh, a molly. Yeah, you got to yeah. shoot. What's yeah. a dually? Shoot is what they come out of. Shoot. <laughs> I got to practice that. Oh, shoot. All right, somebody call up 312-591-8900 and tell Judy what a dually is. Hey, Max, have a great day, pal. Thanks for your thanks for calling thanks, in. Thanks, Max. And I still need a gig, so get me on that uh, this week in agribusiness show. Uh, Bobby's on the line this morning. Bobby, you're our first caller this morning at WLS. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Ray. I'm always texting you, and I had some time to call, so I'm calling in and tell you good morning and how much I enjoy the show when you're on. And uh, you don't talk at us. You talk with us. Makes uh, makes me feel like I'm there with you guys. So well, buddy, that's, the energy, and that's, that's nice. awesome. That's nice of you to say. I'm sorry that I'm a little hoarse this morning, but it's all in the theme of the rodeo. Oh, go. good Lord. Is that how this day is going to go? <laughs> Take care, brother. Appreciate you being there. All right. Bye-bye. And if you know, if, if uh, somebody wants, they can call and explain to Judy what a dually is. You'd look good in a dually. A dually? Yeah. Is it a vest? Is it a hat? Is no. It... No. A dually. Yeah, a dually. My, uh, my girlfriend's dad has one, and it's, it's one of the reasons why I date her. Is it something so cool. you wear? No, it's a pickup truck. He's got a, a F450 a dually. Oh, okay. But it's the it's the truck with the, the the four wheels in back as opposed to just the two. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. That's All right, cow, I'm that's done with that. Truck. Yeah. You're going to have so much fun and Miranda's going? Yeah. Tom, yeah. are you going? Joey? Joey's going? Yeah, we're all Joey going. Joey D. Yeah. But um, you Joey know. Joey D out at the rodeo. Hey. <laughs> look at you cowboys. Oh. I'm not, mu- I'm not much for cows, man. No, I'm telling you um Joey would Joey would make a good bull rider because he's strong, he's he's thin. You, a lot of the guys are built like him, and that's kind of the argument with the women and the bull riders is because the the bull riders generally are slimmer than the cowgirls. That's a fact. Really? Yeah. So kind of like more like jockeys who ride horses. The you have stronger, to be kind of on the sm- stronger. But you have you to be can, on the small side. You could tell a bull rider because his face is usually maimed in some way. Oh <laughs> no, they wear they actually wear uh, helmets now and cages. You know? Oh, they do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. They wear. God, it's really a sport. It really is, man. It is. It, you guys are going to have so much fun. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm glad because it's just chewed up a whole segment on this morning show. <laughs> really? Just talking. I love I need the help it, though. As you can see, all I have on is boots. Yeah, I, they will I, notice you. I'm accessorizing, but I don't think I should look too much like a cowgirl because I can't oh, pass. Oh, 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 oh. What? We need to get you set up with some Silver Lakes. Those are the jeans you have to wear. Silver, silver Lake jeans. Silver Lakes. Oh, okay. Silver Lakes. Silver Lakes, yeah. 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 A, All right, you know what? Make I a think bad butt look good. Make a good butt look great. Oh, my goodness. That's um, what they say. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> I'm just going to go myself I'm and taking see. you to El Cal's when we get off the air. Is oh. that in the ad campaign? <laughs> yeah, that, that that's... <laughs> Now you know why they don't hire me full time. Right uh, there. I hear it gives you onion butt. <laughs> so good it makes you cry. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Like no, I am not wearing those. How do you like that? All right. Well, that's enough rodeo talk for one morning. And then uh, Monday, hey, if Judy's not here on Monday morning, she met a cowboy. Yeah. So you tune in bright and early on Monday. You tune in bright and early on Monday and see. I mean, this is what this is one of my goals for 2022. Oh, you so make me laugh. I'm well on it. my way. I love it. It's good to have you goals. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to meet a cowboy. Hey, hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Okay. Well, nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Yeah. That's how it's going to go. No, 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 no. You never know. Make sure that. We're, I got so many things set up for you that you're going to be so surprised. All right. All yeah. right. I get yeah, you're going to have fun. And with a cowboy.
when he don't saddle up and ride See, that's the problem, Judy. You don't want to meet a cowboy and then he doesn't leave, you know? I'll have the saddle ready. Yeah, have it ready to go. Right, in case he needs to go. And the cool thing about that little uh, song that uh, that Joey's playing now, because he'll play music, you know, he he likes to he likes to find stuff based on what we're talking about. Then in his cuteness, he throws a a song out there. Um, That guy there is a guy named Chris Ledoux. He was a uh, he had a pretty good country music recording career, but sold over three million records out of the trunk of his car. Oh my goodness! Going from rodeo to rodeo. So by the time he got his deal with Capitol Records, he was already a multi-million platinum-selling artist. Yeah. See, and another positive rodeo story. Mm-hmm. And he's Can't a uh, and he won the world. I, I want to say in, in 1990, 1991, something like that. But people love Chris Ledoux. He's like a if you're a if you're a, a you know like a, a hipster in all the cities, you know his music. He's the kind of guy that would show up at the at the Carol's bars and the dive bars and play, and he could cool. play, man. Yeah. You're gonna have so much fun. Mm. You don't seem to me uh, to be uh, like somebody that nags too much. Do you? Do you nag when you were too married? Much? Did you nag? Did you need to add that too much on? I well, don't seem like anyone. Well, I nags. think we all nag a little bit. Really? I do. I, I nag. Well, about, I'm a mom, so of course I nag my kids, but that doesn't count. I nag everybody about being clean, neat, tidy, and healthy. That's my thing. Hmm. And probably I don't almost call that nagging. You're just reminding people. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty things we uh, we uh, nag about: uh, turning off lights. People cleaning up after themselves. I hate that. I hate people that don't clean up after yeah. themselves. Every day my son gets a glass of lemonade and he puts the glass in the sink. And then when he wants more, he comes and he gets another glass. And he get, get, I'm like, uh, <laughs> why, why not use the same glass? And how, or, or rinse it out and put it away and then use it again. What do you think's back in the wrong place? My dad. Ugh. Oh, my God. Solo cups. Solo uh, cups. Yeah. Solo cups, yep. My dad, you know, he was he was a neat freak too. And uh, at the shop, we had a sheet metal shop. And if man, if you didn't put the tools right back mm-hmm. where they came from, well, he would just he'd be like, you know, what, if you well, put that back where it was supposed to go, you wouldn't be looking for right. it. Well, it's so true, right? I hate that when people don't put it back. And he used to go nuts. And and Rob, you can you can identify with this because he would always say to me, he'd be like, you know what? I know I can go in my toolbox, and a half inch wrench and the ten inch metric are all going to be missing because those are the ones most widely used. And those are the ones most widely missing. It would drive them crazy. Oh. Put things back. Leaving clothes on the floor. Leaving dishes mm. around the house. Yeah. Not replacing toilet roll on the holder. I mean, uh. really. Leaving Legos on the floor. You Ooh. ever step on oh. one of those suckers? Yeah, those oh, you, dangerous. We, we talked about that the other morning. Yeah. I, was, I was talking about that the other day, Rob. My kid, you know, when he was in his, you know, well, one of his many mischievous moods, would uh, you know throw Legos on the floor? Yell at me to get out of bed? I'd jump up, land on the Legos. He'd laugh. I'd laugh too, actually. You know, he got that from Home Alone, right? Leaving your uh, shoes laying around the house, not cleaning the sink properly after shaving. Oh, that drives Gina nuts. Because when I'm manscaping, that that drives her crazy. Yeah. I'll leave my chest hair all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you like going to the sink and seeing chest hair? No. So clean it up. Yeah, but you know what? You got to look at it this way. At least there's a smooth playing surface. Oh, yeah. Waxed and waxed. I just can't afford to get the wax right now. I don't have the money. Um, They have do-it-at-home kits. (laughs) Okay, we're not going to talk about that like we're going to talk about the rodeo. Just so you know, we do not need to go there. Uh, Do they have a do-it-at-home cowgirl kit? Because I'll do that. Well, that's probably where you're going to have to do it. Unless you're in the truck. Oh, God! I'm learning so much about you. You're a you're a load of fun. 
You're a load of fun. Uh, I think you're making me into so much more than I really am, but that's okay. Well, that's all right. You need yeah, somebody sorry, to do that yeah. for you. I'm glad a, I could be that I need guy. A pick up. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing it's, videos on their phone too loudly, reducing their what is this? Reducing their outgoings. I don't even know what the hell that means. Other thing that drives people crazy is people that are nuts about exercising. That's me. I'm like, I'm like the guy that you know, and I know that this, keep it to yourself. Exactly. Is what I, say. I know. I know. But all summer long, like I'll send pictures of me, you know, out on my run, and you know, I have this app that will show you where I've been, and I post that up, and I'm like, ha ha, yeah. I ran. Just you so didn't. you know, yeah, no one cares, yeah. and everyone's laughing at you. But I care. Was we're eating Oreos, sitting on the couch, getting fatter, we're like. <laughs> They're You're right. rolling with the wrong crowd because my crowd isn't sitting on a, on the couch eating Oreos. Yeah, and if they I, do, I bounce them mm. out. Uh, Bidenflation, they're calling it highest consumer cost in 40 years. You notice when you're... Now, I noticed you, you told me the other day you were out shopping and it was... Hard to find some of the things you were looking yeah, for. Yeah, I was... Okay, this is an important thing. It's a filter for my furnace. Who would have... Filters. You don't need one of those. Uh, Let it run not. wild. Well, I did get you, so I guess get the basic ones. Say they're right. $1.99 each, and you but know I usually buy the box. Let me tell you something. Those are the best ones to get, too. Don't don't buy the, the ones that yeah. are... It, get the cheapest ones. Any HVAC guy will tell you that. Yeah, a filter's a filter. But let me tell you, they don't have the cheap ones. So now I had to buy the more expensive ones, which were three times more. So I only bought three. Usually I buy a box. I'm like, I'm not paying all this money for But I needed some filters because I do like to change my filter. In well, the, you should. Yeah, especially in the winter. Yeah. And it's, it's been so cold, the furnace has been on nonstop. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but in my head it does. We used to call it, you know, you, you would go... When I when I worked in the HVAC industry, we would be in a house maybe this time of year and it was cold and you get the furnace hooked up and you just let her go just to get some heat going mm-hmm. in there. And we didn't we'd never had the filter rack in and you call that running wild. And it's not really <laughs> what you want to do. Most HVAC guys know what I'm talking about, but uh, it's it's not the end of the world if you don't have a a clean filter in your. Well, let your me furnace. ask you, Mister uh, Filter Expert, and how long do you have to change it every month? I think For that's most kind people, of most really, people. Yeah, every month. Yeah, I, I go a few months. And and uh, I look at it sometimes. If it doesn't look dirty, I leave it in. Well, that's okay. Yeah. And if it is dirty, just pull it out a couple inches and let the air go around it. (laughs) (laughs) I know somebody out there right now is in their service vehicle going, Ray, you're giving bad information. I know. Well, but the sad fact is there aren't, so they're out of filters. So this was Ace Hardware, and they told me that they had been waiting for months. So they had not one of my, whatever it was, 16 by 25 by one, you know, the most popular kind, I guess. Pretty common, sure. But when I looked on the shelves, there were hardly any of the standard size ones the the ace ones were all there and a lot of times um you know you will you will get one of those fancier air filters mm-hmm. and it will restrict the airflow and you'll get less airflow through your house oh because yeah they do look thicker and have more yeah. Yeah. Um, plastic on them or whatever that is food prices up 6.3 percent over the last year that's one of the biggest rising 0.5 yeah. percent uh, in december alone now uh, there are people- every single item i buy is more expensive it's almost almost twice as much it's ridiculous. I mean, I it's because I, I look at prices. I know some people don't. I do. I'm a price looker, mm-hmm. price checker. Sure. Um. So I've noticed every single thing. I mean, some cereals are like six dollars. I stand there and laugh. What's I'm your go-to cereal? What's your deal? Well, I'm I'm a raisin bran girl. Okay. But I'm special I, K fruit and yogurt. Mm, I like that. But uh, I like kinda, honey bunches of oats too. But it, it doesn't matter. I'm not paying six dollars for a box of cereal. Yeah. I'll make my own damn cereal and if chicken. I have to. Chicken. I eat a lot chicken, of chicken. I always, yeah. I always, uh, you know, tell. I make fun of Gene. I say yeah, we eat chicken a hundred ways because you know we try to we meal prep. 
and uh, and and chicken is expensive and hard to find these yeah. days. But meat prices weirdly are supposedly going down. I told her, I said, let's go to Harold's Chicken Shack. She's like, that is not the kind of chicken I eat. Mm, now, can you just go hunt some chicken? <laughs> the, the free range chicken? <laughs> Yeah, we only eat free range chicken that's died in its sleep. <laughs> I, I suppose you could. You could go hunt somebody's Aren't there chicken. Wild chicken around? I, not that I know. Mm, I think you could hunt wild turkey. Maybe down a key. You can. You can yeah, hunt wild turkey. You can hunt how, wild but turkey. But how good can that be? But you know, you, you call me crazy. But my son eats mostly all all game. He he hunts. He hunts year round. He's a deer hunter. He hunts turkey. Uh, you know, he's a goose hunter, duck hunter. And we eat well. And and if there's ever a supply chain issue, and and the world's coming there to an you end, go. you come live with yeah. me. Stock up your freezer, yeah. right? Oh, he's got a full freezer. I'm pretty but proud no of the kid. No chicken. No, he will eat chicken. Mm. And I he mean, just he doesn't can't want to hunt pay it. So. You know, he's a, he's just starting his life. He's a college kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've told the story before about how he would go, you know, out to the uh, to the Papa John's Pizza when he knew they were throwing the pizzas out at school and <laughs> grab the pizzas and bring them back to his dorm when he had you know food for the next week. So, but okay, to, and this yeah. is the same guy who goes and hunts his food. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, you'd love this kid. He does hunt. Yeah, he's something. Pizza, whatever's he's in the survivor, garbage. Survivor, man. Yeah, he's a he's survivor. He's a nut. He's crazy. Yeah. He's a survivor. I love it. <laughs> All right. Yesterday we were talking about this town, this city. Everybody's got a guy. Everybody knows somebody. Who's your somebody? Who do you know that's kind of quasi-famous? Like, I want to meet somebody that knows that new insure on the spot girl. I, I for some reason I'm infatuated with her, and it's not like a sex thing. It's just that I find I don't her. No, insure on the spot. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it. She's the one that's uh, you know around town. They're doing the insurance commercials, and they've got like uh, all the TikTok uh, commercial videos. It's all very kitschy. Oh, she's hmm. and, and for some and that's reason. Who you want to meet? I just for, is that the one where she like jumps through a yes. like a dot, and then she's yes. in the car, and then she's on the curb. And it's and, 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 yeah. and believe me, it's just I, yeah. I find her intriguing. Nothing more. But uh, who do you know? Who's your claim to fame? Who's your guy? Like I've got, I've got somebody that's uh, related to my family that was a- actually, well, I think he's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Wow! Yeah, so we'll talk about that next. Three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred. Who do you know? Who's your go to? Who's your claim to fame? Next on WLSAM eight ninety. Here's Rob Martier. Ray, thanks. Good morning, everybody. Six sixteen. Quick look at traffic on the tri-state. Still some issues there. I two ninety four northbound between one hundred and fifty ninth and before Crawford Avenue. An accident uh, cleanup is still in that area, blocking the right lane now. Uh, Dan Ryan inbound between the Stevenson and the Burn Interchange. Uh, you're getting your usual backups around this time in the morning. Other than that, area tollways and expressways looking not too bad. Our next... Has anybody checked in on the uh, the mayor lately? Is she doing okay? Is she getting through the Rona all right? I know that they're out writing tickets around town, so this, that's all. This is like a vacation for her staff, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not going to be calling her and checking in. You go home and rest up for as long as you need to. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I noticed we bounced back there with Cheap Trick. There's a reason for that. 312-591-8900. Being uh, very patient on the line. Sean, good morning. We were talking uh, just a bit earlier about who do you know? Who, who's who's famous that you know in your circle of people and uh well, let me know who 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 is it that's uh, famous in your circle. Well, I do uh, applying service work for Rick Nielsen in Rockford. Okay, so they're still out there in uh, in Rockford living the dream, huh? Well, at least he is. <laughs> you know, I hear they're just as normal as can be. You ever uh, have a chance well, to hang out and meet them? Uh, more on a professional level than okay. anything, but yeah. 
what was really what's really cool about him is he treats everybody like they're normal people, and he likes to be treated like he's normal. Yeah, he uh, he lived he down the street. My old pal Lisa Dent grew up down the street from him, so uh, yeah, I've had a chance to meet some of the Cheap Trick folks. They were always really cool, and uh, I was a fan. I was a fan, Sean. I appreciate it. And their appliances it. go out just like everyone That's else's. That's right. That's right. Who was your? Uh, do you know anybody famous? I know that Tom was saying that uh, a cousin of his, if I'm not mistaken, was a uh, what a hurdler in the Olympics. No, no. Oh yes, yeah. David Kenzier was a hurdler mm-hmm. in this most recent uh, Summer Olympics. Do you have another famous family member? You sound like you do. Yeah, I've got um, a cousin that played in the English Premier League. Well, that's huge. Yeah, so played for Queens Park Rangers, who uh-huh. I think are relegated mm. right now, so things are not working out so well there. But, um, yeah, I, not too many famous people in my family. I think I might be the most famous simply because I get to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So Who do you know? I, like I know Tom. Say, that's yeah. my claim to fame. Yeah. Tom like- and Rob Martyr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It is funny, though, how people do think when you're in this business that we're famous, and I always oh, like God, to say, no. well, I'm maybe I'm quasi-famous, but... People do know us, but yeah. you know they know our names. If you go out and do things and give out your name, people know you from the radio. Yeah, my my favorite thing um, when I meet somebody that knows me from the business is like, "Well, how come you're not working anymore? What's up with you?" And I'm like, "Can we not talk about that? Leave me alone." <laughs> but my my claim to fame was a guy named Farron Young. This is a long time ago. I didn't even know who this was. My dad would always say, "Like, oh yeah, our cousin's Farron Young," and I was just a kid. And uh, Farron Young was a successful country music singer. Oh, well, there you can see. Now it all it's all falling into place. But then he went on to, um, I mean, very famous. Four in the Morning, Hello Walls, Yellow Bandana, big hits, big hits, Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, went on to own a bunch of banks in Nashville and music licensing rights. He was one of the most successful businessmen ever. Wow. I didn't get that acumen. And we- didn't you race snowmobiles with a famous race car driver's father? Yeah, you know, I don't that's funny that you mentioned that because I don't I don't really think of that as a claim to fame. Well, yeah, my, it's, it's six degrees of separation. Yeah, no somebody. My, I race snowmobiles with T J Patrick, Danica Patrick's dad. Oh wow. Yeah. And and I see where she gets her little sawed off little demeanor. Comes from him. <laughs> you know, because if you went racing with him and you didn't perform, man, he would scream at you. Oh, yell wow. at you. You're driving like a blank, blank, driving harder. So he must have been yelling at her a lot. Oh, yeah. he, I, well, I'm sure, look, I'm look sure they happened. did. It that worked. Success. Yeah. You know, she won. She won in the indie level. Uh, she was she never... won in Japan. Yeah. That was it. Hey, what did you win? Yeah, Rob. A lot. Yeah. You know, I always get a kick out a of this. A lot of participation because... trophies. No, but, but here, because I've, I've gotten in many a scuffle. With a man over, you know, whether or not she was talented or not. She raced at at one of the highest levels there possibly was. And she won an Indy race. It's hard to do. And nobody was going to let her win in NASCAR. They would take take her out the minute they could. They'd want to get beat by a girl. Now, if you want... If you want, Rob, I can can put you in a couple equally prepared cars, sit you out at Rockford Speedway and see what happens. Right. Okay. Let's do an apples-to-apples comparison. Well, you told me she, you know, she only won one race. Yeah. Okay, here's what we'll do. Don't be making comments, Rob, we'll if you're you, not willing to race. We'll well, I you. will tell you this: Danica Patrick had every advantage, even more so, while she raced Indy cars. Her dad, all the money, she, she came from all a, she, the money she came behind from a, her. A middle class family in Rockford. I'm not. I'm not her talking dad about was where a, she was a came window from. glazer. I'm talking about where she ended up and did nothing. Yeah. No, she did okay. You know how she's winning. Look at her bank account. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no argument there. Absolutely. That's, that's all we look at, right? Okay, I don't even have a, a oh, come on. one-on-one connection. 
here, but I would. This is what I like to tell people now. Mm-hmm. So Ted Lasso, right? Yeah. One of the um, characters in there, the guy with the beard, um, Coach. I always forget his name. But his, I know his real name is Brendan Hunt, the uh-huh. actor. He's been in many things. You dated him? No. Cowboy? My kids and Brendan Hunt share great-grandparents. Well, there you go. Wow. You tell me you're not cool. famous. I continue not to learn on about their you. dad's side of the family, not mine. As we peel back the onion of Judy. <laughs> I have met so many famous people in my life, I can't even... Well, you know, Chicago is just that like town. it's like this. Hi, how are you? Yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. And then they We're, walk through the station. Everybody in Chicago's got a guy. They've got somebody. Mm-hmm. So 312-591-8900. If you want, you can call, you can text. But coming up next, what can you do as part of a day of service? We know we've got MLK Day coming up. There's a few uh, suburbs, more than one, that's going to have a uh, celebration and some virtual as to how you can get involved and just partake and be involved in your community. It's something you know I take very seriously. If you serious. need an excuse to do some community good, yeah. that's it. We call on it, Monday. We call it doing good in the hood. We visit with the mayor from Highland Park. I love that little hamlet. We do that next on WLS AM 890. Right now, the guy that could be Danica Patrick in any kind of race. <laughs> because Not. he has a car show on Saturday. Uh, yeah. You got that right. <laughs> Rob Martyr. Yes, sir. In the uh, news center this morning and uh, nick is out in vegas nick is spending a couple mm. days out there hanging out with his lady nikki and mickey uh released on the town out in vegas we were asking this morning at 312-591-8900 who do you know who's famous who's your who's your go-to who do you know that you grew up near or know that's famous scott is on the line scott welcome into the show how can we help you bud hey i just uh my wife grew up across the street from danica patrick and uh my father-in-law had a great story when she was must have been really young, this was about 1990, I was dating her in high school, my wife, not Danica. <laughs> uh, and and his biggest paranoia was she'd be ripping up and down the street in her go-kart that he was going to run her over. And that was a bit, his biggest irritant was she's always ripping up and down the street of the subdivision <laughs> on, her, uh, on her go-kart. And she had to be, I'm guessing she was maybe 10 years old at yep. the time. But... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, you know, small world. I, I like to hear you talk about Rock or Roscoe and Rockford and Rockford Speedway, Cheap Trick. This is all area and people that sure. I, you know, aware of and know. This is yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know what? I I, I cover a, a a big swath around here, Scott. We appreciate your uh, call. I mean, I've always had a chance to do some really cool stuff. Yeah, whether it's getting in a race car out at uh, Rockford Speedway and having guys bet whether or not I'm going to go into a wall. I drove a car out there for a guy named Eddie Hoffman. Um, and I wasn't in a race. I was just out there driving the car. And uh, wait, around the racetrack? Yeah, yeah. And and uh, they're like, that guy's going to put that into into the wall. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So I go out there and do it and have some fun. But you know, live, baby. I mean, life. Wait, you didn't. I was waiting for you to say, and then no, I did. Oh, no, I, I, that would have been a story. I put some stuff in the walls, but not somebody else's car. That would have been bad. <laughs> that would have been bad. You know, I do this little thing called uh, doing good in the hood. Whether you listen on Saturdays or, or just part of my life is. So I like to give back as much as I can to the uh, communities that have uh, given us so much. And Highland Park is right there with us uh, this this week and this Monday. Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rotering is here this morning. Good morning, uh, Madam Mayor. Good morning, Ray. And good morning, Judy. Hello, Mayor. I see that you are doing a virtual event for uh, Martin Luther King Day. Tell us how we get involved, how you can make us better people, and how we can learn a little bit as uh, we go forth. And we, we uh, use Monday as more than just a day off. Well, thank you so much for the chance to chat with you. And I know you were talking about folks who are famous, but, you know, Martin Luther King said everyone has the power for greatness. Not fame, but greatness, because greatness is determined by service. And so we 
uh, for our 13th year, are having our, our annual Martin Luther King Day of Service. Uh, for the second year, it will be virtual. And, and put this on your calendar for next year. Let's hope it's in person. Previously, we've had close to 1,000, 1,200 people coming to help us out. Um, but this year, we will be online. And then there are ways that people can help in person as well. We're having an event starting at 10 o'clock on January 17th um, that you can register for on the city's Facebook page. Um, we'll have a keynote address, live Q&A, and then folks can come out. They can. We're collecting donations for all kinds of great causes. Um, a safe place needs personal items. Bernie's Books always needs books. Uh, there's um, activity boxes for grandparents raising grandchildren, Valentine's for veterans, mats for the homeless. It goes on and on. Uh, really um, great opportunities to help both here and uh, around the world. So um, the city's website, cityhpil.com backslash MLK, has a full list of participating organizations and donation requests. And then there's also a great link for remote projects. If folks are, you know, the weather's off, they're not feeling great, but they still want to help out. Um, there are all kinds of projects, again, listed on the city's Facebook page um, that allow people to do work at home and then how to get those projects or whatever it is that's involved with that remote service project out to the folks who can really benefit. So it sounds like, because when I think of Highland Park, I don't think of it, you guys needing that much community service like you you know it's highland park you're pretty you're in pretty good shape but i feel like it's a lot it's about helping others like you said even around the world but certainly around the chicago area absolutely and and to be completely honest the thousands of folks who come um have come in past years range from indiana up to waukegan because they know this is a very meaningful and special event we have a broad broad range of organizations Usually Jesse White joins us and the tumblers are with us. Um, we have a reading of Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech. But the most important piece is we're hoping to teach our children and maybe inspire each other as well that by doing something for others, even if it's just for this day, let's make that a habit. It doesn't have to just be in honor of Dr. King and his legacy. It's something that everybody should be incorporating all the time into their lives. So to your point, Ray, it's good to do good in the hood. And it's really, you know, it, it kind of grows. It builds on itself. When other people see people doing good, they want to join in. This is Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rotary. Uh, uh, Mayor, we'll uh, get that uh, URL up on all our social medias as well so people know how to get to you and find you. But it, it really is something when you take something as simple as a letter to a veteran for somebody that might not get a letter or to somebody that just needs a pick-me-up to see the look on their face when they get something so simple. It's a, you don't have to go out and get yourself dirty. You don't have to go out and, and change the world as, as you might view it. Just something so simple right. can help Sometimes somebody. Sometimes the smallest yeah. gestures are the most meaningful. Well, uh, Mayor, I'm right. glad you're doing it. i got to ask you, is there, a, is there a guy up there in Highland Park still playing with his Beatles tribute band called Dr. Mark and the Sutures? <laughs> there absolutely is. And he's a great example of somebody who does good all throughout the year, um, he, he is actually featured this month as a cover boy on the Highland Park oh, come on. Neighbors magazine. All right, all right. Um, you got, and, you've got to do me a favor. When you see okay. Dr. Mark, you have to say, Ray said his scars are almost healed. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, tell him I said I hi, would you, would you please? 
Absolutely. You know, it's a it's a good community you have up there. I mean, obviously, you know, you you've got a lot of uh, you've got a lot of good things going, but you also stop and you think about other people and people that might need a hand, and I think that says a lot about you, Mayor. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. You're very Glad welcome. To talk with you today. Have a great day. Yeah, Doctor Doctor Mark and the Sutures. Doctor Mark was a a physician I met, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I still do have some scars. Um, I won't tell you all the stories, but it was it was interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with he was helping you, but not hurting you. But I don't know. Could go either way, I guess. I don't know. Three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred. Hey, I, here's my claim to fame. My famous one is you and Big John Howell. Politics and pints. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a good I, one. Yeah, yeah. We did that. We did that. Politics and pints. I believe that was out at Maggiano's. Uh, another one here, Ray. My uh, my uh, claim to fame is many text messages with you back and forth. I can't call because I'm in my truck and there's a camera. Yeah, don't don't do anything that's going to get yourself into trouble while you're uh, driving in and out of work or doing anything like that. Windy City Irish, where the crack is always best, <laughs> where every day is Patty's day and everyone's a guest. Have you ever been to Ireland? Ireland. Oh, Ireland. Yeah. Ireland, no. Oh, it's something. Yeah, I'm. that's on my list. And they, they don't do St. Patrick's Day like we do St. Patrick's Day. It's it's a little more refined, if you will. Yeah, well, we've we've Americanized everything, right? We've bastardized yeah, it. Are you I didn't want to me? say that, but yeah. Um, but uh, that Southside Irish Parade, the last time I was there, I was in it with Howell. Oh, and, wow. Uh, we commandeered the uh, David Hochberg float. And, uh, <laughs> sure, there was plenty of room. Oh, we had fun! Oh did my make, god! Did you buy a mortgage before you got on? Oh, we 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 <laughs> did things on that float that day that were you know you, that well that's the Southside Irish oh, Parade, right? We you fit can right do in. things that you can't do anywhere else. We fit right in. We had so much fun. You, you, three idiots up there on that parade. Me, Howell, and Hockberg. Oh my god! Southside St. Patty's Day Parade is back. It returns. Been gone for two years. Steps off at 103rd and Western. I think I haven't gone in twenty years, but because that's how much time I need in between going to recover. You should, you should go. Oof, yeah, no, it was. I love yeah. the Southside Irish. I mean, St. James is Irish, right? He should be in it. I mean, I know that's not a real name, neither is Stevens, but you know, go be in it. By the way, Pilak, real? Like, who would make that one up? Yeah, you can't yeah. make that up. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. The uh, Chicago White Sox, Cubs, Bears, Bulls all have operated at full capacity this year. Lollapalooza is back, so why not bring back the parade? Yeah, I dig that. It's yeah. outside, right? Speaking of a baseball, they, show me a uh, show of hands on the other side of the glass. Who's Cub fans here? Okay, I'm a Sox fan. I'm a Sox fan. You're a Sox fan, Joey? Okay. Tom just flipped me off. I- I am uh, both. Yeah. I like. I mean, I'm can't more. Be both. Yes, you can't. Be both, Judy. I don't care what you, you people can't say. Be both, Judy Pilak. If you if you hold a gun to my head, okay, I'm a Cubs fan, but I love the Sox. Nobody's going to be holding guns to anybody's <laughs> head today. Nick's not here. No. But Does I, he, doesn't he leave it in the newsroom when my, he's not here? <laughs> my my fa- my family, my entire family, Cub fans, and and I was the Sox fan. How does that? How does that happen? I, I dated a, Is that a girl. Is it a gene? Is no, it a I, chromosome when, malfunction? When I, when I was in high school, I dated a girl who worked for. She was Jerry Reinsdorf assistant. And okay, so that's how you became a science fan. Yeah, I would go there, and I got to to see a really unique perspective on on the Paul the ballpark. And I, I you know went, what? He got he got to go to the games free. I don't yeah, know who he's kidding, right? Man, I don't care who you are. If you're working for a radio station, I don't care where you are or who you are. You better be going places free. You better work it. I got a guy, but yeah, no, I, so, so, uh, um, 
and I was never a big baseball guy, but I did always like the White Sox. And I think kind of because they were underdogs and they were real and they worked and they were Chicago. Yeah. And there was none of this fluff. Let's go to the north side and, you know, have a spritzer and be on our phones the whole time. I game. get the under, underdog. I mean, well, it, uh, no one was a bigger underdog than the Cubs, but well, in terms of how they were treated in the city. And then yeah. it seemed like, you know, the, the year they won in 2016, my father passed in 2016, a month shy of them winning. So I was like, you got to be kidding uh, me. you got to be kidding me. But uh, John Lester, who they may say, they, they, they say he could be the best free agent acquirement ever for that team, has announced his retirement. Yeah. He's done. And well, who, uh, he was with the... He's not with the Cubs now, No, he's right? Boston. He's a, yeah, yeah he's with Boston. Boston. Oh, I thought he was yeah. with the um, Cardinals. For he was with Boston, and, and how they got him away from Boston, I don't know. But, gosh, you remember that starting rotation they have. And, again, I don't care if you are a Sox fan, a fan of uh, Richards High School. When the Cubs won the World Series, oh. that was flipping cool. And I dug it. You know, And, and anybody that cheered against him, I just didn't quite understand because yeah. i sat there with how could the, you not yeah. get i mean you you could you got so wrapped up in it you had to gene and i gene and i were watching it and she's like, i think i cried <laughs> and she's like what's wrong with you you're a Sox fan i'm like but this is this is amazing you know what made me cry all the people crying <laughs> uh, you know what i mean the, the real cubs fans who were uh, it was so yeah. touching and it was pretty cool all the stuff they were writing on the yeah. wall and yeah well and my son worked for the cubs at the when they won the World Series. You were saying. And uh, yeah, he got a World Series ring. Well, how do you like that? <laughs> Let's sell he, it. We, he still wears it all the time. Well, I'm why like, Conlon, take it off. We're, I, I'm tired of seeing it, but nobody else is everywhere he goes. People are like, uh, is that a World Series ring? Oh, and that's then they nice. ask to try it on and then they take a picture. Oh, really? Yeah, he's very nice about that. Cool. At first, he wasn't because it was all my friends. Uh-huh. I said, Conlon, take the damn ring off yeah. and give it to Mr. Cotterell to try on because he needs to take a picture. Sure. And then we just would pass it along the yeah. bar. I'd say we for, for your kid, maybe, it, you know, you say he went to DePaul? He went to DePaul. And uh-huh. He was living in Wrigleyville, uh, uh, half a block from the park. So yeah. one, you know, right 20, before- 20 bucks a picture. The kid's got to make yeah. back some of that money. <laughs> I know. You know what? Yeah, he's got oh, some yeah. good student loans. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the- he's still, no, he understands the significance of what that means. That's very cool. He's a... Uh, just a ridiculous Cubs fan now. John Lester's calling it quits. He says he's done. I remember. That's a good one. I remember watching that guy, and it was just nuts to watch him try to throw to first base. Somebody so talented, so skilled. I don't. How do you become a major league baseball player when you have that phobia? That, that how did he get? How did he get by? You get by by knowing that you're a good hurler, and you seldom have to throw to first. Okay, but because uh, that was, and he did it a couple times, and I was always like, ah. Tom, do you think he's a uh, Hall of Famer? I mean, he's got three World Series. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hall there were some famer. people saying that there might be a little uh, sheen taken off his career because of COVID sure. and, and not having the games and not having those extra wins. And the ERA went up a little bit in that 2020 season. So. Yeah, but you're gonna look. Ba- they're gonna look back once we get through talking about COVID as it relates to sports. They're gonna look back at his career and they're gonna say, "Yeah, he needs to be in." They, I mean, the Tribune uh, columnist Paul Sullivan said, "We need to retire his number." Yeah. Okay, but tell yeah. me why? Is it all the numbers? It's what is it? Why or is it what he did to help the Cubs win? I think that whole team needs to be retired. Yeah, no, you can yeah. retire okay. every yeah. number yeah. from that from team. From that team, okay. all the above. No, and yeah. I, I agree. I, that's why I'm just wondering why Lester, only because he just retired. Is that when you then retire their number? When they're retired, right? This has nothing to do with the John Lester Trio, which is a polka band in Berwyn either. <laughs> which, I, which, by the way, I love. They, they do weddings. They, they do need to be in the right. Hall of Fame. And uh, Tom, is there anything we can help you with? Tom is new here to WLS. This is his first week. Uh, you, are you grooving in okay? Do you feel all right? 
Yeah. I'm yeah. not here next week. That's the other guy. I'm just a filling guy. I'm oh, really? really? Yeah. They never told me that. Yeah. They said, oh, yeah. Here's Sorry, this. Tom. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they got me in with Judy. I was like, all right, yeah. Judy's uh-huh. cool. And you know what? You're okay, but if you, I think you need to work a little harder. Okay. Uh, you know what? Coming up next, if, if you haven't heard this news. I'm kidding. I want to just make it clear. Tom is great. Ah! I'll get you going. Oh, yeah. I want to answer a uh, text message as we kick off the uh, 7 o'clock hour here. You guys sound like you're a little bit under the weather. Uh, I responded, too much outside for me. I ran uh, outside last week, three to five days, three out of five days. I'm paying for it, Ray. And you uh, responded with... Allergies. But, yeah. you know, I say that loosely. It's yeah. when the weather changes, I always get sick. Yeah. So it was so freezing cold. Now it's, I mean... Actually, well, now they say that, this, the, that they say that's not that's not how you get sick. I know, I know, but I do. But you, I, doesn't it make sense that if your body goes through some kind of a shock and cold or yeah. that it's going to change? Right, right. I went and got tested yesterday, and I don't like talking about health stuff on the air when it comes down to all of this because I'm so tired of it. I'm so coveted out. I'm yeah, so I know. You know, now they're saying it's going to be an endemic instead of a pandemic, and some uh, I think sixty two percent of Americans say that the uh, pandemic's never going to end, and then uh, 42% of them think that it's already over, and blah, 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 and on and on we go. But just for your edification for the crew here, I, I did went, I did go and well, get tested you. yesterday. Uh, I'm assuming it was negative? No. <laughs> no, it was negative. And, and I called Tom this morning. I said, hey, buddy, I go, I'm, I'm coming in, uh, but I sound hoarse, and I don't want there to be an appearance of... That, that that we're sick here at the radio mm-hmm. station, and he's like, "Nah, you're all right, you're fine." So yeah, yeah, but my so, phone signal's not too good. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and the good thing is, is, if you don't like the way I sound, just listen up later on to John Howell. Oh, ouch! I hate I hate when my voice is like this. Well, it sounds I know it just sounds deeper. I mean, my except when mine kind of goes out a little bit, I just feel like I you always want to do. A I, mean I sound one. like Brenda Vaccaro, Mister Grinch. Mm, there you go. <laughs> But uh, all right, so yesterday, and I knew this was going to happen, and this is about the worst kept secret ever and ever and ever in uh, the history of Illinois politics. And I'm not even sure that I want to say this is politics. I think it's more of a publicity stunt. For what reason, I don't know. Don't but, you uh, though? I think we know. Let me just play this for you, and then we'll we'll comment coming back. As, so you're running as a Republican. Now, we we got to get basics here. Uh, well, I'm, I'm running as, as an independent. You're going to run as an independent. I went to the Republican so Party. A, that's a whole that's a whole other story. I mean, that's a whole other show. So is, there, is you're running as an independent. Does that mean there's a primary that you got to go through? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, you know, Republican. You, it might be something you should figure out. <laughs> Come on now, man. You know who that is. You guys know who that is. You know that voice. So the man cow, who, who he and I seem to have a love and hate relationship because... When I was working here at WLS, he was working down the hall at the Loop, and then he would, you know, he would say something about John or myself, and then I'd go down there and say, "You might not want to say that again." Oh, we're just kidding, and we always had love, like this love hate relationship. Mm. Now we're good. He text messages me all the time, but it would seem to me that if there's a primary, you might want to know that. Yeah. And the thing he's talking about there with the Republicans and how that's a whole another story, and how he's going to run as an independent. He went to the Republican think tank, if you will, in the area here. I know that this meeting took place in Wheaton in DuPage County. And uh, um, he has some money behind him. And they looked into, you know, if they would support him on that side of the aisle. And, of course, they didn't. Uh, but there is some money there. Um, but they said that his knowledge of policy was non-existent. And why would we want to get involved with that? 
Yeah. So that's what you got going on. You got the man cow running for governor of the state of Illinois. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, you can say that about a lot of politicians, that their you know knowledge of policy is non-existent. Um, hopefully they surround themselves with really good, smart people. But I, why does man cow want to be governor? Why? 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 I wonder. It's not just a fancy little title. You that, actually have to work. Hey, is that where Cheese went? Is that is that, I know Cheese went to do a PR game. Is he going to be his campaign guy? I'll tell you what. I'll take Mancow in the filibuster. <laughs> I mean, that guy can suck the oxygen yeah. out of a room. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> it doesn't sense. have to. Yeah, just talk, 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 yeah. But, uh, but here, now here's a guy to keep an eye on, though, is this Mayor Richard uh, Irvin out in uh, Aurora. And uh, Rob, I know you know about this because now he's in that. And, and if you, and, and by the way, Mancow's interview is at Newsmax. If you want to see that, they kind of get into depth a little bit about some of the people that are running and, and, you know, who's a true Republican and who's not and blah, 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 you know. But the guy that's got the money behind him is going to be Richard Irvin from Aurora with uh, Ken Griffin's money behind him. Yeah. Who, who yeah. I think yesterday, and if you don't know who Ken Griffin is, look him up, but he's the richest man in the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. It's not a guy named Prisker, just so you know, although they're up there. Uh, I believe yesterday he just put his 20th billion in the bank yesterday, and he's the guy that's going to bankroll the mayor of Aurora should the mayor of Aurora decide he's going to run for governor of the state of Illinois. Yeah, he hates uh, Pritzker, so yeah. they're in Well, a, a lot of people seem to yeah. seem to hate Pritzker. But uh, should we have man come on? You want to have mine? Tom, we'll call him. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Now you're going to have to have the other candidates on, remember. Got to have them cool all. Got to got to offer yeah. them all. Absolutely. I think I think people should hear from people who want to be governor. Well, I mean, I I get it, you know, as crazy as I as I sometimes think the cow is, he and I do see things, you know, from the same perspective a lot, but just some of the, you know, you can't agree with anybody all the time. But I just don't see how a guy that spent his career doing some crazy crap on the radio and doing some things that, you know, you, you'll be able to bring up. Boy, if they thought Donald Trump had some skeletons in his closet, what are they going to do to the cop? <laughs> you can get more uh, signatures by going out on I-94, stopping traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. You know I'm going to win this thing, and if I don't, it was stolen from me, and you know that. If you have them on, just let me know so I can clear the logger space. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need some bites. Well, we'll put them on. Yeah. We'll put them on. Plans coming together nicely for the uh, July opening of the temporary Waukegan Casino. They're going to hire hundreds and hundreds of people in Waukegan. Did you see the news yesterday where it was a record month in December for the online gaming industry in Chicago? Yeah. Are you are you much of a gambler? Mm, I like to gamble. But but what's your deal? Do you go into your... No, I don't. I don't. I'm not that kind of gambler who will go and just keep spending money. Uh-huh. I have a limit. Okay. It's very small. Yeah. And then I just play until and then when I'm done, I'm done. Okay. Yeah, some and people can't way, do that. And by the way, when I win, I walk away as well. Yeah, I know. My my mother loves the casino. The I mean, slot machines? Oh, God. Or the, oh or the, no, the slot the, machines. Is she the blackjack No, lady? she's a slot, slot yeah. machine girl the whole way. I used way. to hate slots, and now I love them. Yeah. Because they're everywhere, you know? Anywhere you go to a bar or a restaurant, I mean, there's always slot machines, so and, why not? And the crazy thing is, is, is... I am not a big casino fan. I mean, I'll, I'll go to the casino if I'm in Vegas and things like yeah. that. And I'll bet some football games from time to time, but not much at all. Especially now that I don't have a lot of money. But uh, she does win. Well, see, there's that. And then you like it even more. And, and, and she's fun because if she wins and you're with her, and she's, I've seen her win 15, 16, 1700 bucks on the, wow. on the pull of a, of a handle. Okay, here's 500. Get away from me. Oh, yeah. 
And then she'll go to the next machine yeah. because, you know, once this one's once this one's won, it's not going to pay off. I know. I took my kids to Vegas last year or the year before. Just a quick trip. That's kind of my mind. Let's go to Vegas. I want warmth. But it was amazing. My one son sat at the blackjack table. I mean, he was there like at four in the morning. I came back down. I'm like, really? My other son wasn't as good, but we played the slots. And you're right. As The more we won, the, the better the trip was. And then when we lost, we just wanted to get the hell home. Yeah. Come on back. Bring it back. That's, that's when you get in the car and you go see the canyon. You go back to Arizona. Yeah. You go back yeah. to Sedona. Hmm. No, I just go to the buffet and... Get the endless amount of crab legs. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm the same kind of mom. Yeah, here's 10 more bucks. Here's 20 more bucks. Here's, there's, look, kid, yeah. there's Hoover Dam. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Uh, we, You know, we did go to Caesar's Palace. Is uh-huh. that yeah. the big, the huge? One of them, yeah. Okay, we, we couldn't get out. Did you were lost? We couldn't get out. They do that for a reason. Yeah, you know? I know. And they also yeah, pipe in the um, you know, the oxygen, so you just stay there forever. Yeah, that's yeah. buzz. I feel I'm good. Not kidding. It was embarrassing. Yeah. I said we're never coming back here. Ever. No <laughs> clocks, no <laughs> windows, free drinks. And you know what? I finally got us out because I just kept going toward the casino because I knew there would be an exit. Yeah. But we just kept ending up in the same place. Can you weird. still smoke in casinos in Vegas? Yes. Because I because I right now I can see Nick but out there, there just are... smoking and, and pulling and, and you know, giving away the kids' college money, everything right now. Uh, Nick Gale's uh, got the day is, off. Yeah. Burning through a carton of Marlboros oh, like there's goodness. no tomorrow. There are sections now, I believe. But camel yeah. man. He's a camel man or Winston man, whatever the hell we call him. They say that the uh, design work will uh, be completed soon. And uh, it is going to bring a lot of money and a lot of work to uh, Waukegan. And I guess... And that, that's what I worried about when we did all this online gaming and when they made football gaming and all the betting legalists. You know, some of these areas, like, I bet you Ray Lopez would like a casino down in his district. I bet you in his ward, that might do something to help out that community. Yeah. You know, and I like to see some of the communities like Waukegan that need help getting a little help, man. It's all good. No. Gosh, I saw something the other day where, I think it was Billboard, did the most popular artists of all times. And, of course, you had your Sinatras on there and everything else. And, and this guy was right up there, man. Michael Jackson. You forget about the impact that guy had on music. Oh, I you know? know. Huge. Yeah. Huge. What a, what a, you know, what an incredibly twisted and, and talented guy. And just, it seems like such a waste, doesn't it? Yeah. But I guess the, you know, the, the really good, good, good ones are, are, are like that. You can't get in that mind and kind of figure it out. Sad story. Yeah. It's a Judy Pilak right there. I'm Ray Stevens. This is the Bruce St. James Show. There is a national shortage of blood, and I guess it's of epic proportions. Uh, Red Cross declares national blood crisis for the first time, as many hospitals prioritize transfusions. With that said, I figure, why don't we go right to the source? Why don't we t- call Holly Baker? Holly Baker is the communications manager for the American Red Cross. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me on to talk about this. So how bad is this, Holly? Tell us. Well, we're definitely seeing a pretty severe shortage here. We're calling it a crisis, and this is the worst blood shortage we've seen in about a decade at least. And basically, it's been a sustained shortage for months now, and it's put us in this situation where we are in a crisis, and we are down to less than one day supply of blood. So what we really need is for people who can to go out and give blood and help us get through this. Is this a COVID-related uh, shortage? Why Why are we where we're at? Yes, definitely related to COVID. You know, there's a lot of compounding factors here. The 
pandemic has been relentless and it's caused us to have to cancel drives or people aren't going to give as much because they aren't feeling good. We've had some staffing shortages like everybody else. It's now wintertime. Winter weather prevents people from going out to donate. So there's just been so many factors that have kept us from collecting the blood that we need. And it's just kind of all, you know, compiled up. And now we're at this phase where we're in a crisis. How does this affect people that need blood transfusions on a regular basis? They need hemoglobin. They need transfusions uh, over and over and over again. I would imagine for them, it puts them in a rather precarious spot. Right, right. There are people who need blood on a regular basis, maybe weekly, maybe monthly. And then, of course, there are people who go through trauma who will need blood. So it can be a pretty scary situation to have a doctor standing there saying, we don't have the blood that we need for you, you know. So what we really need is for people to take the time uh, to go online to redcrossblood.org and find an upcoming drive and maybe consider giving blood to us. Maybe you've never given blood before. This is your chance. We are asking everybody to come on out and give blood. And if you are a regular donor, maybe you haven't done it in a while, you know, the whole world is dealing with the pandemic so we understand that but we're also coming out and appealing to everybody saying that this is our time when we have to look out for each other because the people in the hospital they still need blood they they don't they don't get a break from their treatments or their cancer treatments or any reason that somebody needs blood just because there's a there's a pandemic and there there is a certain type of blood that's uh that you guys really need right like oh is it O or i don't know which one it is positive negative a b but there's some universal blood yeah type o is the universal oh, i got donor. it right so yeah yeah so if you are type o you know we we definitely ask you to come out, but we need blood of all types. We need everybody. So even if you don't know your blood type, you don't have to know it to donate blood. We'll tell you what it is after you've given. So definitely come out. We need all blood types. Do you, now, is it just a drive that you can, can people, where else can they go if they want to say like today, they want to go donate blood. Is there somewhere they could go? Yeah, so the best thing to do is just go to redcrossblood.org or you call 1-800-RED-CROSS or we actually have an app you can download, a blood donor app, and you can type in your zip code and find the next upcoming drive near you and make an appointment and that'll help you have the best experience. And if people can't donate blood, maybe they could encourage a friend or a family member to give for them or maybe consider hosting a blood drive in the future. We need people to help us collect the blood drives by offering up their workspaces or their their church organizations or, or anything like that. And then if you if you really aren't able to give and you're not sure how to help out, maybe consider volunteering for us, maybe at a blood drive. So we need all of those things to help this move forward, to help us collect. So yes, blood drives are the way to go and we encourage people to go to redcrossblood.org to find the next one near you. Well, I tell you, you know, you think about it, COVID really has put a damper on, you know, people that, that need to go to the doctor that don't, they're too afraid to go. Uh, you don't think about blood until you need it. And I don't want to sound flippant, but it would seem to me in a in a town like Chicago, uh, where there's traumas, you know, whether it's car accidents or, you know, I hate to say it, but shootings Shoot- and things oh, like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you need it and, and it needs to be there. So, Holly, uh, we will make sure we get the word out for you. Holly Baker, communications manager. American Red Cross. It's one of those things that uh, you don't think about 
Uh, you absolutely need it, but uh, we've all done it. Seems to me like this would be a good time to do so when you guys are in uh, dire need. This is the time, yeah. So we really appreciate you helping us out and encouraging people to give blood because, you know, like you said, it's something you might not even really think about until you're the one that's affected. And, you know, if it were me, I, I would hope that there was blood on the shelf for my friends or my family, and, and I'm willing to bet that anybody else in that situation would be so thankful to know that a nice stranger gave blood and helped save their life. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things when you're you know you're recovering in the hospital, you don't even you don't even think about it. It yeah, was there; it's supposed it. to be there. You expect yep. it. It's you know it's just like when we go to the uh, to the, the shelves and at our local Walmart, we expect it to be packed. But these days, we're finding out that things just aren't as normal as they once were. And uh, you know, let's get back to uh, some sense of normalcy. You can help out. You can log on at uh, the. Uh, we'll, we'll get all the information up on our social medias, our Instagrams, our Facebooks, and everything else on our website as well, Holly, to make sure we help out. Thanks for your time this morning. It's a seven thirty eight. That's Judy Pie. I'm Ray, and for uh, the Bruce St. James. And last night in Chicago, there were over fourteen shootings, uh, three killed, including fourteen year old boys, and eleven wounded by gunfire in Chicago. That was just. Yesterday, Now, on a regular daily basis, my next guest is a guy who will be at these shootings from the moment he finds out about it. And, well, I'll just let him tell the story. This is Pastor Donovan Price. Okay, Donovan, good morning, my friend. How are you? Pretty good. And yourself? I'm doing all right. Now, you're very welcome. I'm always, it's always, I always like having you on because you give me perspective that I can't normally get. Uh, because you're there. You see it. You're in the you're in the toughest areas of the of Chicago, and let's just say one of these fourteen year old boys gets shot. This kid in Inglewood standing on the side of a uh, with the corner of a street, dark sedan rolls by. They shoot the kid in the head. He's taken to Comer's. He's dead on arrival. At that point, how do you go into action? And and what is your one? I don't know how you started doing this, but tell everybody what you do from the moment violence like this happens and how you take control. Well, once I get an alert that uh, something's happened, uh, where I move depends on the situation as it develops. With that child, I probably would have went straight to Comer and uh, uh, met with the family as they enter the hospital. I probably get there and I try to get there. I try to get there before the family even does, but generally 20 minutes after shots fired. And uh, when they get there, it's, it's tumultuous. It's crazy. It's and uh, so I try to bring a little calm to the situation, let them know what's happening, what they can, what they can't do, and and uh, what they should and shouldn't do in that moment, uh, and help them out as much as can, wiping tears, picking folks up when they fall on the, on the ground, whatever's necessary. How? When did you start doing this, and how, and why? I started in 2016, and I've been doing it for uh, six years, and um, it was just a. a Kind of a thing that 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 developed, um, uh, you know, a definite calling from God. But you know, things developed and, and turned into what it is now, um, and uh, it's it's been quite a roller coaster. But you know, nothing like twenty twenty one, and what twenty twenty two is looking like is going to be. Well, I was going to say, some days, how do you even know where to go because there are four shootings in a matter yeah. of you know, sometimes in a matter of minutes. Yeah, I've had that happen before, and uh, I remember one time I just stood like where I was at a shooting, and just you know was overwhelmed for a moment, and um, and simply went to uh, as they develop, they change 
character, so to speak. And so uh, I went to the one that I, I felt that I could do the most help. Pastor Donovan Price is here, solutionsandresources.org. Pastor, you know, we've talked about this a lot, and, and you know I'll always say that there's a there's a large contingent that listens to this radio station and people that look at Chicago and they just think, oh, you know what, that's Chicago. It's going to be that way. We cover a lot of area. I mean, we cover downstate. You know, at night we cover 38 states. They don't quite get what's going on in these neighborhoods. Now, we could talk to we're blue in the face about what needs to happen, but what needs to happen as far as accountability among these young men, African-American men in these communities that seem to value life very, very little. Well, I think uh, all the things that we know and treasure, at some point in our lives, we were taught that. At some point in our lives, we uh, realized and made our priorities uh, this or that um, from all the things that people have said to us from mom to the uncle to the teacher to TV to everything and, and, and put it into order. But um, for a certain segment of the population, i.e. those young African-American men, I think it's becoming a, a part of their culture. It's becoming uh, their definition of life, their definition of violence, the things that they think are important and not, unfortunately, somehow have made an awful turn for the worse and it's affecting now probably about a generation and a half, uh, moving toward two generations that uh, lack a lot of things, perhaps that a father could have brought, perhaps that a, a family situation could have brought, perhaps somebody giving a damn in any, con- in any direction could have brought. But the fact of the matter is they don't know any better. They think that the streets are important. They think that what they heard on this rap song was important or whatever the case may be. And they're reacting to that. And, uh, and, it's, and it's becoming unfortunate for everybody from uh, African-Americans, from their culture, their age group on to the city, to the world. Is there hope to like save that second generation? There's always hope. Um, and, and, uh, uh People start to have to really want to and take a move and um, toward that direction and not just say that's them over there uh, doing that or as long as I'm here and I'm good, then I don't have to worry about that. People have to move. People have to care for some folks who they don't know, some folks who, who um, if they don't move, it might come to them, um, some folks who, who just need a hand up and a hand out instead of judging on in some in some circumstances. And so there's always hope. Um, this year we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff. We're going to be do, doing coding with second graders. We're going to uh, be working like I do with these families, which helps keep the things a little calm in that initial moments, which could cause a um, a better reaction down the law down the uh, long run in terms of you know. Um, trying to get revenge and that type of thing, retaliatory movements and those things. Well, that's huge. That's huge because, I mean, I would imagine being a a red-blooded American man that revenge would be top of mind for me. But I want to ask you, at what point are some of the the other pastors and some of the the politicians that are now playing the color game where I'm a white guy and I'm bad and you're a black guy and you and I can't get together and we can't get along, which we know is false – you and I have a great relationship. I've been in the I've been in the areas where you work, and I know that there's a lot of good in these neighborhoods. And the 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 sheer the sheer numbers of the people doing the crime are not that high. 
It's not. It, it's. It, it would seem that we could fix it because it's a small percentage of people that are causing the problems for people that generally want to live in a peaceful neighborhood. But we can't seem to get there. And you, to, to your point, you said it's good to see other people trying to help. But putting a sign out in front of your house that says "This life matters" or "Hate has no home here" is a bunch of crap. You got to get involved bigger than that, right? Absolutely. I mean, everything in Chicago, one of the reasons why this continues, one of the reasons, one of the bazillion reasons that this continues and gets worse is because this is Chicago. And in Chicago, everything can be politicized or mm-hmm. monetized. And mm-hmm. even, even these mother's uh, tears now can be, you know, monetized or politicized. And it also, like any person uh, that we're talking about now in an area that is not affected quite as uh, regularly at this point. Um, some people have to make it their priority, have to look ugly in the face. And sometimes that only takes walking past the mirror and, and start to move and realize that everything that happens over there can reverberate over there. And it can happen on your front steps, on your cousin's front steps, on your daughter or son's front steps. And all. And I still hear people on the news saying the thing that I hate most, and that is, I never would have thought it could happen over here. Right on. Amen. Guess what? Amen. It happened in Oak Brook, and I, yeah. I just wanted when it happened in Oak Brook, as tragic as that was, even though people didn't really, you know, I don't think anybody really got shot like that, other than the ones that were shooting at each other. The, the fact of the matter is, I was waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, and they, sure enough, oh, oh, they're in Oak Brook now. Yeah. Well, it's in, it's Pastor, you and I both know it's got to get into those fancy little neighborhoods before people stop and say, okay, maybe we need to look at this in a different way. And maybe we need to prosecute. I mean, you want to see some prosecution. Look at what they do in DuPage County. And, and listen. We know that, that Kim Fox needs to, to get her crap in line because it's not working. And, and we need to be accountable. We need to do that. you got to live in a society with law and order, and we need jobs, and we need to do those things. But, you know, I, I just want to get the point across, and, and, and i got to let you go here. We have to leave it here, Pastor. But, um, you know, we can all help each other out, and you can get involved in it. It can be more on more days than Martin Luther King Day and on more days than yeah. the 4th of July and on more days than President's Day. Just uh just get involved. Solutionsandresources.org is where you go. Brother, I always appreciate you. Get some rest if you can, all right? Thank you, and God bless. God bless you, man. Pastor Donovan Price. Well, I uh, I was just told by the powers that be here at WLSAM 890, I will not be here tomorrow because they don't like the way my voice sounds. So you're on your own for the rodeo tomorrow. But I've got things, uh, I've got things set for you, girl. All I've, right, yeah. I've got things planned for you. Well, if you're not going to be here, I don't know if I'm going to be here. <laughs> There you go. Stages. Well, the fact is, we're both a little under the weather. But yeah, I don't know. We were just saying, I'm like, I think I know what COVID is. Yeah. I don't well, I, I don't feel uh, like But they are so, yeah. so good here about that. Yeah. If you Welcome do not feel Welcome to the well. Rob Martier Morning Show. <laughs> Come on, man. Come but on, my Robbie. Voice, my voice is cracking a little bit. Yeah. I don't know what. I think it's, see, I'm serious. To me, it's the weather. When the weather drastically changes, I tend to get sick. Last week, I spent, uh, I think, Three out of five days, I, I ran outside. I snowshoed one day, did over four miles in my snowshoes. Um, and then I was at the Eagle River races all weekend long. And you're going to, you know, if you're outside and you're huffing like that, your voice is going to go away. Yeah. You know, but I did my due diligence and I went and got the little test. I'm fine. But uh, the craziness at my house, because if I'm not working tomorrow, I am getting in my vehicle and I'm going right back up to my cabin. I'm telling you right now, because what's going on at my house 
is not right. Last night, the dogs were going crazy for the better part of an hour. And I, I text you, Judy. Yeah. And I, I said, yep, we're on midnight watch. Midnight's the uh, cat. The that stray. My, the stray that my, my girl, Gina, has uh, dubbed midnight. She's named the cat. She named strays. Right. Okay. But now you sent me a video on the yeah. the, the owner or... So, alleged owner. Alleged owner. But what was she calling the cat? Gina, what's the name of the cat, baby? It's not a boy. It's actually a girl and if it's the same cat which she's 99 percent sure it is it's hazel okay so why doesn't hazel want to be rescued yeah. by you people a 99 percent hmm well the cat has been missing since june so oh. it's been on its own for quite a while it now was, why are you more yeah. interested in, in hazel the cat being found than the owner obviously seems to be i mean the cat's been missing since june i mean by that time it's like you're already onto another cat no, she posted on Facebook. She posted in the Next Door app. She obviously was looking for the cat for several weeks, um, but then she moved. So she used to live in Cinnamon Glen, which is only like a couple of neighborhoods over. Um, and then she moved to Naperville shortly after she lost so did this, the cat. So, so I'm looking out my window last night. Dogs are going crazy. I'm trying to watch Tucker Carlson. Gina's out there with this woman she doesn't know, and then the neighbor across the street, and they're following around this cat. And I'm like, throw a blanket over it. Get a fishing net. <laughs> we tried the fishing net, and the sight of the net scared the cat even further. But That cat does fun. not want to be caught. Yeah. Have you thought about that, Gina? No. She wants to be caught. Because <laughs> as as we... Yeah, now you see what I'm going through, Judy. Wait a gave up. I looked out the window, and she was sitting on our front sidewalk, meowing and wagging her tail. Yeah, so we've so, got, not only do we have the other neighbor's the cats door. coming to our house. Babe, let me talk. Oh, my so God. I the front door, <laughs> and she was so close to uh, coming inside, but the dogs were barking, and she was like, I, I don't think so. Oh, okay, so your, your feeling is she does want to go. Now, that's an interesting little um, sidebar that the alleged owner moved, because now it does seem like Hazel... Might want she's in the area because that's what she knows. She knows that neighborhood. She doesn't know the new neighborhood where the where the uh, no, alleged owner is going to take her. No, she has no idea what Neighborville looks like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys notice what happened there? She told me to stop talking. You see what I did? Yeah, I stopped were, were talking. You, uh, Gina, were you wearing your cowboy uh, hat when you said stop talking? No. Oh, okay. Because I, I said I Judy, Judy's going to the rodeo on Friday, yeah. G. And you're a tough gal, and I like that. And I sent her a picture of you and I in our Stetsons. Mm -hmm. We usually uh, just wear those on dress-up night. Oh, I'm like, wait, I do remember that photo. Yeah. You do make me take some, some photo props. Judy's going to, uh, yeah. we're going to get Judy a cowboy tomorrow. Yeah, talk about dress-up night. I'll be doing that tomorrow. I talked uh, I talked with, <laughs> talk with the uh, the mayor, and I talked with Nagel out at the uh, Allstate. We've got her all set up. Mm, good God. Should, yeah. I, should oh, I be afraid? Yeah. Oh, I want to go. We can go. I'll go with Judy. You go to Wisconsin. I have an extra <laughs> ticket. <laughs> Come oh, on down. Baby, it's in Rosemont. We don't need yeah. tickets in Rosemont. You know, it's cool to hear music like that come out of these speakers, because when I was a kid listening to this radio station, you know, out in West Chicago, Illinois, thinking, oh, yeah. and now I get to sit here and talk on it? Come That's on, crazy, man. right? It's awesome. It's awesome. WLS yeah. was the only radio station to listen to. WLS is the only radio well, station yes, to listen to. did I to. say was? Oh, Judy, Judy, Judy. I think I used to steal, uh, we used to take the CTA, but I grew up in Chicago, the uh -huh. CTA buses, they would have 
ads, not like now, digital. Right. Yeah. They have actual paper, sure. cardboard, and they were always, it was always like Larry Lujan yeah. and WLSAM, and we used to steal them all the time off the buses and hang them in our rooms. Were you, were you like a, a total audiophile? I mean, did you listen to this radio station a lot? Was it, was music a big part of your life as a kid? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this kind of, yeah, the, the radio station that used to be with the music, and absolutely. Yeah. That, when I say it was the only radio, and I know I should say is, sure. but you know what I mean. Back then, yeah. you didn't listen to anything else but WLS. Yeah. After that, for us, you know, for us kids, it was the loop, man. Right. You know, we the jumped loop. from WLS to yeah. the loop, yep. And then mm-hmm. to come here and work here and then go down the hall and see that iconic logo. Right. You know, and it's then crazy. to see Brandmeyer down the hall, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, the then, legacy uh, of the station yeah. is unbelievable. But uh, but cool, man. We're, we're glad you're here. It's the Bruce St. James Show. That's Judy Pye. I'm Ray Stevens, Ramblin' Ray, Ramundo Sanchez, Ray Stayskull, if you're a fan of mine from West Chicago, where I'm in the West Chicago High School Hall of Fame. Wow, I'm surprised you gave out your real name. I don't care. I am not afraid. <laughs> I You know what? I am. Uh, I, I, I should probably be more cautious about my life, but there's just I don't think there's anything... You're just an open book. I am. It's like, gosh, man, if I'm somebody you have to be infatuated with, you have more problems than I ever will. (laughs) Good point. Uh, John Lester retiring from your Cubs. That's uh, some of the stories this morning. Another story that uh, you're going to see as you uh, go through the day. And it's interesting because it hasn't made a lot of news. And and I don't know why, but uh, yesterday Mancow made his decision that he's going to run for governor. Here's a a little clip from him with uh, News Nation. Listen to all the things he knows about running for governor in the state of Illinois. So you're running as a Republican. We've got to get basics here. Uh, Well, I'm I'm running as as an independent. You're going to run as an independent. I went to the Republican Party. That's a whole that's a whole other story. I mean, that's a whole other show. So is is you're running as independent. Does that mean there's a primary that you got to go through? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, Republican. It might be something you should figure out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was a wild interview. It didn't go really, really well. They started uh, the, the interview by each other telling them how much they liked each other's hair. It was riveting. It was deep, but I don't know, you know, one, I don't know why he would want to be the governor of the state, why he'd want to run for it. Yeah, um, so being the governor of any state, it's a big job. I don't know why Pritzker wants to do it. Right? Because he's, you know, he's got some cash. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that man. successful but guy. I do get that, because it's, it's a power thing, right? It's always a power thing, but you do have to do work, and it's grunt work. Yeah. It's not... You just get up there and talk. I mean, you got to do some actual work. Egos are a big thing. Egos yeah, are a big thing, and they need to really be fed. Big. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker's been running ads for his reelection campaign since mm-hmm. about the time he was elected. And it wasn't two months after that that they started the exploratory. And I'm sure you know this. You sit here all the time. I know Rob knows it. But uh, the exploratory presidential committee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Again, power, power, Again, power. Why? Yeah. Well, because I think people look at these offices now not as how they should be looked, which is it. You, it, I, we had a governor here. You'll know he who said you have to have a what did he call it? A, a helper's heart. Uh, I think that's what it was. Pat a helper's Quinn. heart. Pat Quinn. Remember, yeah. you have to, oh, yeah. you have to be. I mean, it's community service yeah. Yeah. at its finest. You know, that I, is what running for office is. Or should be, but it's not anymore. I, I intimately feel like I know the WLSAM eight ninety listener, and I, I think they know me too. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I had mentioned that I'm friends with Pat Quinn, and you would have think 
I just killed somebody's puppy. Oh, no. Pat Quinn was, he's hes a good person. How in Pat the world Quinn. can you be friends with Pat Quinn? And I'm like, he's a good guy. Yes, he's a great guy. He, he is. He and actually, I, you know, you got to get past the Democrat-Republican thing. You got to look at the people. He actually uh, uh, proclaimed it Ramblin' Ray Day in oh, Ellen. And yeah, so no I'm like, okay. you love him. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got that proclamation. A servant's heart. A servant's heart. That's Pat, what it Pat is. Pat Quinn had the best lines. But that's. Yes. You have but, to have a servant's heart. But, you know, you need to. Yes. And, and, uh, and but, I. I think, and I've said this before, um, I think that, that you know, when we got into to radio, you had a certain amount of public service that you were expected to do. Mm-hmm. Not that you had to do it, but you did it. Yeah, and the I, station I, needs to do it. And I think we've gotten away from that. And uh, yeah. and I'm going to drag a lot of people down to uh, to Ray Lopez's ward with me, and we're going to get involved. In, uh, and it's something. It's fun. It's a fun day. And you got to get involved, and it's got to be more me, than just. And believe me, the radio a, station will ask you what you've done this year because that's how they keep their license. Yeah, they need it in that yeah. public file. And so, let me ask you: Do you think Mancow has a servant's heart? I don't know. Him, <laughs> I don't know him well enough. I don't either. I don't know him well enough. You know, and there's you know, I know there's people that love the guy, and 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 you know, there's there's a certain faction of people that that like to have their mind amused by ridiculousness, and I think that's where we get lost in this world, mm-hmm. and and you can't. So much as be so given to one side or the other, you got to find common ground somewhere in yeah. the middle. You know, Denny Hastert, I know is is a guy that's been you know he's been shamed and everything like that. But back in the day, he would always say that America is a middle ground, middle of the road country. And if you get too far over here, if you get too far over there, you get it just lost. isn't very good. That's what happens. You get lost. And you can't get back. It's very hard. Three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred. Dave is on the line. Dave, welcome to WLS. Judy and Ray. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, and I was 12 in 1960, and I had to have a transistor radio to listen to Dick Biondi on WLS. Mm-hmm. Is he still alive? That's the last time I checked. He is. Yeah. I think so. Wow. He's got to be 95. <laughs> you know, people do live long. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm happy to hear that. Do you guys remember the joke that got him tossed off the air from WLS? I don't remember. Okay, I will clean it up. <laughs> um, he said, I took my girlfriend to uh, the ball game. And I said, honey, you're going to kiss me on the strikes, and you kiss me on the home run. Okay, I see where this is going. And you kiss me on the... I had to cut him off, because I don't want to use that. That's, that's a joke we don't need to hear. Joey, what are you doing to me in there? Screen these calls, you maniac. By the way, Dick Biondi is alive. Yeah. Well, we know that. Yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Oh, just, we're just checking because sometimes I can't keep up. We were talking about this early in the week. I was away and I came back because I was snowmobile racing. I was up in the woods. I was doing man stuff outside last week. That's why the voice sounds the way it was. Black ice injuries are adding more stress to already overwhelmed Chicago hospitals. To which I say, maybe it's time to hire back some of those... 800 hospital staff that were fired because they wouldn't get the jab earlier in the year. Maybe it's time to hire back some of those people. You know, there was a point in some That's of the hospitals. That's not going to happen just no, so you know. No, I know. I know, but you know, there but is. Me, but other people, if they get the vaccine, they wouldn't be at the hospital. You know what they're doing? This is crazy. Is in certain hospitals, and, and uh, Pritzker was talking about this yesterday, is they've brought in an emergency mandate to bring in healthcare workers. And what they do is they bring them in from other states and, and things like that. And they bring them in at a cost that is twice as much as the other nurses and hospital staff are making at certain hospitals. And I know for a fact, 
what hospitals he's happened at, because I'm tied into this kind of stuff. And it makes the staff that's already there, that's overworked, not very happy. Yeah, exactly. Could but, you imagine? Uh, uh, no. That okay, is, you're, but, working, you're working for 20, they they're going to bring some, in some... Right, yeah. they need some relief, though. They're yeah. overwhelmed. Well, now, let me ask you, are they overwhelmed? Because we go by these medical industrial complexes that have beds and beds and beds and beds, and they want them full because that's how they make money. Or is it because they cut too many people and they work the staff too hard on a regular basis anyway? Uh, okay, I don't think so. I don't think it's because they cut the staff too much. I think it's because people are getting... The staff is getting COVID because the unvaccinated people... 90, more than 90% of the people at the hospital are unvaccinated. That's why they're at the hospital. Most so of the people they, that have COVID right now are vaccinated, but I but want to tell you this. they're not at the hospital. They, we're talking about the hospitals. They're overwhelmed right now because they're short-staffed. So many COVID people are coming in, and someone just texts us, they had to wait 14 hours. But, but nobody should have to work a 12-hour shift. Hospital staff shouldn't have to work a 12-hour right. shift. And the only reason they do that is for the hospitals to save money. Mm. It's that's the only reason. It's just like I, I just have like nurse friends yeah. who are telling me they're overwhelmed yeah. because of the non-vaccinated COVID cases. Could you imagine being? Could you imagine working a twelve-hour shift on any given night? No, whether uh, it's an COVID eight-hour or not. shift has to be in a hospital. Yeah. You shouldn't even have to work eight hours. Well, that's, that's what you got. Yeah, that's well. what you got. Now you listen to this. This is good as it gets, mm-hmm. baby. That's the great George Strait. That's one of the best cowboy songs yeah, ever. Absolutely. I'll play that my first day on the ranch. Yeah, so Judy's going to the... Uh, when my cowboy welcomes me to his yeah, ranch. Judy's going to the uh, All-State Arena. The All-State Arena. Bull riding tomorrow. Get ready for the mud, <laughs> the blood, and the testosterone. Ooh, will there be blood? Oh, yeah. And you're going to meet a cowboy. Okay, there will be blood? Now, when you're standing in the audience, and you're up there behind the chutes, because I'm going to have you set up. I'm talking to Pat Nagel out at the Allstate. We're going to get you down on the arena floor. We're going to do a lot of cool I'm, things. I'm close enough, I think. No, no, no. Rosa. But okay. now, now, you know, when you're there and, and you're talking to your cowboy, whoever it's going to mm-hmm. be, because you're going to meet him, you need to know that the best cowboy song ever is the one you just heard. Okay. Amarillo by Morning. Amarillo by Morning. So when the guy got starts it. to quiz you, you go, really? <laughs> Amarillo by Morning. Please. I got that down, Pat. Please. I'll give him the look. And if I'm you, like, you know what, cowboy, you're not even worth it. That's right. I'm going on to the next cowboy. Yeah, you don't know that. And, How and, dare you ask me that's that? That's right. And when those two fi- twin fiddles play at the end, let them play out. Don't ever cut them off. Of course, we don't have to worry about that because that's just our intro music. But you're going to have so much fun. And Monday, <laughs> I can't wait, actually. Monday, Judy's scheduled to be here, but she may not be here because she's going to meet a cowboy. Yeah, I might be on the ranch yeah. by Monday. Well, let's use that to David Hochberg text and phone line. 312-591-8900. Bob is on the air at WLS. Hi, Bob. Bob, I love the intro music. (laughs) What I wanted to tell you is you were talking about uh, the daughter family the other day, and one of the guys I worked with, we had a uh, late model team that we ran out at Raceway Park. We got two track championships out there. Oh, come on. And... uh, my friend Bob, the guy I worked for, was sponsoring Bob Dodder's okay. team, who I believe had one arm. What year did you race out of Raceway Park? Uh, I think the last championship we got was 94 or 95. Our driver was Gary Raven. In uh, 1989, did you know a guy named Tony Meyer? No, I hadn't been out to okay. the team. I, I was at Raceway back in the 60s when Bob Pronger was a big name out gotcha. there. Gotcha. have a powder buff derby and all that stuff. And then I got away from it for a few years, and when I started working with these other guys, 
they had a late model, and they were running it out there, and I got hooked up with them. I was the guy that put the car back together every weekend. All right, well, buddy, I appreciate you calling. It says here on the caller screen, he likes it. You talk about local places and talk about racing. Um, uh, Tony Myers, Gina's dad, that was just on talking about the cat. Oh, okay. He was the Raceway Park champion in 89. Wow. And I guess the other claim to fame I have that I didn't mention, Gina Meyer, mm. her cousin, Gary. Really? Yeah. yeah. Are they so, alike? No. Nothing alike. No. Okay. I love Gary Meyer. Do you? I do. He was always really good to me. Yeah, he was. Great. I noticed he talked to me a lot more when he didn't have a job, but then when he had jobs, mm. you know, he was fine. But, uh, you know, now he's doing his podcast and yeah. doing just fine from what I'm told. So I worked with him over at the other station. He was he was a nice guy. Very funny. Do you partake in? No, I don't do that. <laughs> in, in exotic, I, I, exotic animals. I don't I don't know if I consider a bearded dragon exotic, a lizard exotic. Well, I, I just I never once thought to myself as a child, I'd like a lizard or when my children were, ch- you know, children, if they had asked, they never even asked me. I yeah. just it wasn't. No, no. I know someone who had rats as pets. As pets. White rats. Now, you seem to me, just by kind of getting to know you, we talk a lot, you know, when the when the commercials are running mm-hmm. and we're getting to know each other here, but you seem like a pretty cool mom, and you seem like you'd probably do anything your kids wanted. But, no. But rats? No rats. I, I draw the line at rats. Okay, or, yeah. Okay, you know, we had a turtle one time. All right, well, that's cool. Um, And maybe, what's in a shell? And it, it grabs onto your finger and holds on pretty tight. Um. Not well, a I'm snail, coming out of my but, shell. But, oh, maybe a crab. A yeah, crab a, in a shell, yeah. yeah. We had those, too. We brought those back from um, from Florida. What kind of crab was that, Tom? Hermit, Hermit crab. crab. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. the neighbor girl, we said, don't touch it, and she touched it, and it wouldn't let go. Bearded dragons have been linked to a multi-state salmonella outbreak, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Issued a warning this week for owners of the popular pet lizard. I guess what kids are doing is they're... Taking their bearded dragons and they're loving on them and kissing on them. And they're okay. getting salmonella from what? their... Yeah. No, you should... Oh. The, I was thinking from their hands. And every time I... If I ever picked up a lizard, yeah. I would wash my hands. What is, then that's what they say. Me? That's what they say. Just like everything, wash your hands these days and you'll be okay. a lizard. Don't handle the lizard. <laughs> it, now, a wait reptile. a second. Do people, people don't wash their hands after they pet their dog, do they? Or get a it's kiss from them? You should. Yeah. It's well, a dog. I think a dog is just as filthy as a lizard. Right. How, could, how could it possibly okay, I don't be let any my, less? You know, you're funny because oh, I don't let I? my dog... Uh, you are funny, Tom. Hush now. I don't let my... <laughs> I can't help myself with that. His last name's Hush, by the way. I don't let my dog lick me. If he starts licking me, I'm like, no licks. Oh. No licks. Okay, that's today's phrase that pays. Uh, I don't to, let my dog lick me. Uh, well, going to Tom's point, it's disgusting. <laughs> is that a country song? I think it is. He lifts his leg, lifts, licks himself, and then comes to lick me. I'm like, no, 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 I ain't happening. That's a country song we're going to write for Judy. I'm going to write that next week. <laughs> no licks? Yeah. I don't let my dog no. lick me. What makes you... <laughs> no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Grace took a gamble as well. She chose to give up her cod milt and pulled Wagyu ribeyes, busted out a technically sound, almost perfect, delicious steak tartare. Now that's some high praise right there. Ooh, she busted I it out. I saw that man. Yeah. It was it was good. You love this yeah. show, don't you? I kind of do love it. Yeah. 
And one of the uh, finalists, of, of course, is a Grace Gowdy. You know that name because her dad is Chuck Gowdy from ABC7. But forget about that because if you were to ask Chuck, I'm sure he would say that she's the star of the family or one of them. Grace Gowdy, welcome to WLS. Hi, thank you for having me this morning. You're very welcome. Uh, congratulations on the success so far. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, uh, Grace. I was really, I was kind of happy to see that you were a little bit of a badass on on Chopped, right? Yeah, you know, I try to be. Yeah, uh, I know, girlfriend. Whole, yeah, Woo. throughout my whole career, you know, I work with with a lot of males in my entire career, and um, you know, my previous managers kind of gave me a tough time, so I grew a bit of a backbone, and I kind of have no choice but to be a bit of a badass. So, yeah, me and every other girl, we hear you. So yes. you you can't really talk about how it's going to end, but you won the first battle, as it were. Correct, yes. My lips are sealed about how it ends, but um, I won that first battle, which was so exciting, so proud of myself um, just to get as far as I've gotten so far. Tell us about the uh, Scratchboard Kitchen. Tell us about that and, and how you've taken what you've learned from that into this competition. Yeah, so Scratchboard Kitchen, we opened April 2020. You know, really good time to open a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, we just we just took it and ran with it. We have been back and forth through to go models and for here models, just based on kind of the state of the world. Um, but it's been a whirlwind, quite a ride. Um, but you know, the community in Arlington Heights really supports us, and we even have people coming from the city and other towns to enjoy our food. So it's really just a really unique place and a special place. So if you haven't been, come on by. We do kind of higher end brunch with kind of a creative spin on the classics um, and trying to give that city feel out in the suburbs. How are you uh, coming through opening up in, in the middle of a pandemic where people are, you know, they're worried about going out and blah, blah, blah. You get so many things and people keeping an eye on you, making sure that, you know, and, and, and let's face it, restaurants for the most part are pretty safe and pretty healthy. But is there, I mean, did you, is there anything you didn't expect? Are there some, I mean, you were, you were going into this during the pandemic. You knew what you were going into. Were there any kind of things that blindsided you a little bit as you started? Yeah, I mean, I say it's been the most challenging two years of my career. Um, I've learned so much as a leader and a restaurant leader. Um, you know, there's a lot to learn being a chef outside of the food. And I've learned a lot of that these last two years. Um, stuff that I never could have prepared myself for, just different daily challenges with the, you know, reg different regulations and just people being nervous and just wanting to be comfortable trying to support the staff. So really just taking it day by day, being patient and just working through problems as they come and as they arise. But, you know, I think we're we're getting to the brighter side of things right now, um, hopefully. So just trying to push through and just make an experience that will be happy. Everyone will be happy with. Now, when it comes to Chopped, it is all about the food, right? And so what do you think propelled you to the to the forefront so it really is all about the food, but it's really a lot about the time. Um, those time constraints are just wild. I have never been in such a time constraint in my career ever. Um, so really to propel myself forward, I just knew I needed to have a clear vision. So right when I opened those baskets, I knew I needed to formulate my dish in my head right away. So I had a clear direction on what to do. And I think that really helped me because I thought of the dish I was going to do. I was familiar with, you know, I took a dish that I was familiar with and applied those kind of weird ingredients in there. So like for the first round, usually in my steak tartare, I'll put some like really caramelized crunchy bread in there. So that's what I do with the cookie dough. I threw the cookie dough in there. I threw it was super crunchy just to get that extra texture. So really with the weird ingredients, you just have to apply it to what you have known before um, and kind of get out of your head that it's something weird that you haven't seen before. Which dish do you think uh, helped you win? 
I think that dessert really, you know, I'm not a pastry chef, but I have taken it upon myself to really try to learn the pastry side of things. Um, and I knew the dessert would probably be the tougher round. Um, but I think the dessert is what really set me apart just from, you know, plating it. I come from a fine dining background, so I tried to plate it really kind of on the finer side of things just so it looked really composed and nice and just trying to get all those flavors in there and have it make sense. Because you'll see on the show a lot, some of the dishes don't really make a whole lot of sense when they get to the plate. So I really just wanted to make sure all my dishes were cohesive and made sense together. Well, none of the ingredients ever make sense to me. So I, I you, the way you guys, you're so creative, it's unbelievable Artistry. what you come up with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so and I'm sorry, some of us, would tell us about your dessert real quick. What did you make? So I did um, a riff on this cake that I made growing up. Um, it comes from a book, called, um, and the cake is called a thunder cake. So basically when it storms, you make this cake. The cake has tomatoes and chocolate in it, which is kind of odd. So in the dessert round in the basket, I had a ketchup seasoning. So I knew right away I needed to put that with chocolate to make this thunder cake. Um, and I read this book growing up with my mom. So it kind of just bring, brought my life full circle in a way. Um, so it was a strawberry thing on the bottom, this um, thunder cake that I turned into a funnel cake, um, and some whipped mascarpone. So really simple, just really letting the ingredients shine. It's the thunder cake. We go and we investigate and we do a deep dive with Grace Gowdy on the next ABC 7 News. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's so... When did you decide in your life that you... Because, I mean, this is an art form. It really is. And, and I have to imagine that cooking for your folks and for your family has to be a treat for them. Um, when did you decide that this is something that I was going to take to this level? It's amazing. Yeah, so, you know, I'm the youngest of five kids. I've always kind of gone at the beat of my own drum. Um, all of my siblings and my mom are all in the journalism field along with my dad. Um, and I did get an undergrad, undergrad in journalism, but since I was 12, I knew I wanted to be a chef. And I went through high school. My parents said, after college, if you still want to be a chef, great. You can pay your way through culinary school and do that thing if you want to do it. You know, it was really unconventional for anyone in my family to be a chef. So I knew since I was young and um, throughout culinary school, I went to school in Napa and really knew I wanted to work for the best of the best to get the best skills I could. So then I started working for Chef Thomas Keller and, you know, it kind of just evolved from there. I just fell in love with food and restaurants and just the excitement around it. Um, So really, it just kind of evolved from when I was 12 and just kind of got to this point. We live in a world where, you know, everybody's kind of lazy when it comes to, to preparing food. And I'm a meal prepper, and that's by way of the, the girl that I that I date. And how easy is it for us as a nation to eat a little bit healthier? I noticed that, you know, with your scratchboard kitchen, you promote uh, farm to table. And it, it, it eating clean is important, isn't it? Yes, yeah, super important. So I kind of fell in love with the farm to table idea when I was out in California working. Um, out there, they don't really use the term farm to table because it's just normal. Mm-hmm. They normally go to the farmer's market and get everything from the farmers. Um, so I find that if you use high end ingredients and high end products in your food, you can eat a piece of fried chicken and not feel so bad afterwards because the ingredients that are put in there are pure and good. Or is my mom really a strong strong believer in, you know, just using the best ingredients and the best farm products and you really, you know, no matter what you eat, you'll feel good. My mom is into this air frying thing all of a sudden. I got one for Christmas. (laughs) You won't won't feel full after you eat it, I promise you. Grace Gotti, we're gonna keep an eye on you. We wish you the best. Hopefully you win this thing. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Say hi to Pops for us, would you? We love the Silver Fox. 
Will do. He's the best. All right. And if you get a chance, go on out and see their place. Scratchboard Kitchen. You'll love it. Grace Gowdy, good luck to you. This is WLSAM 890. Let's get you into the Traffic Update Center and find out what the roads are looking like. Here's Rob Martier. Good morning, 846 on the Eisenhower I-290 outbound between Costner and Laramie. Stop-and-go conditions. This is due to an accident with injuries blocking the two left lanes. Tri-State Tollway I-294 northbound between 87th and before the Hinsdale Oasis. Uh, Stop-and-go conditions over that span. About an extra 25 minutes. That's due to an earlier accident. Kennedy inbound between Kimball and the Burn Interchange. You're experiencing the usual delays over the... Well, I tell you, I, I, I had Joe Perillo on the radio not long ago, and I, I just like the man. He uh, he comes from the neighborhoods of Chicago. He's a hardworking guy, and uh, man, he's done well for himself. He gave up everything he had to buy his first dealership, and he's got several now. He's done well, self-made man, can't hold it against him. And then, of course, he gets his place robbed uh, there on the north side at the uh, luxury motors that he has. They steal watches, which weren't even his. He'll tell you he's not out one cent. He had those watches in there to help a shopkeeper from Jewelers Row hmm. to direct traffic over to that guy's place. He said, so it's That's his. thinking outside the box, yeah. actually. Some yeah. Luxury watches to go with your luxury cars. Would seem like, you know, if you got, if you, if you got the wherewithal to pay for a half million dollar car, I could probably uh, right, afford this Patek Philippe, yeah. you know, so, or Patek <laughs> Philippe. Um, but, uh, I guess he calls out the mayor. He calls out Kim Fox, says, we've got to fix this, blah, blah, blah. You know how the story went. Well, I guess then there was a meeting between he and the mayor, Lori Lightfoot of Chicago. Moment of silence as she's battling COVID. Thank you. Um, but I guess what happens is after their meeting, it doesn't go well. I guess there was some yelling and some shouting, mm-hmm. supposedly. And we don't have any way to corroborate this, but somebody says that she... Uh, walked out of that meeting calling Joe an idiot, which Under is her some- breath, yeah. which is something I wouldn't do. Wouldn't call Mr. Joe Perillo an idiot. Bad things are going to happen. Um, but uh, supposedly after that meeting, um, the folks with the uh, with the ticket uh, writing books walk into his dealership and start writing up little fines. <laughs> that's the part that's really you know the other parts. Eh, who knows? But really, then you send inspectors in. And they give them tickets for employees maybe not wearing masks or having not having a liquor license because apparently they have Dom Perignon there. The, the sheer optics of this is enough to make me say, why would you do this? Yeah. And, would, and did Mayor Lori Lightfoot even know about this? Because it would seem to me you've got to be, if you're going to shake somebody down, if you're going to bully somebody, you don't want to do it like this because you know it's going to make the news. You know somebody's going right, to say something, right? So does she not care? Does she does she not aware of the optics? Are the people around her not giving her good advice? That's those are the questions I've been asking since she took office. Not too long ago, guys, John Cass, when he was still with the Tribune, wrote about this very thing happening in Chicago. Right. Apparently, his family had a few grocery store owners in it, and they were sitting around the table. And as John got older, he was at the adult table. And they were complaining about various things in the city. And John chimed in and said, well, why don't you complain to the alderman or the mayor? And they all looked at him and like, are you crazy? <laughs> we don't want the health inspector coming to our right. stores. Right. Not that they were mm. dirty or anything, but they don't want the weight of the city coming down on them. Right. You don't want to call attention to yourself. Right. That's, and that's where that famous line comes from. It's the city that works for some. Yeah. 
But, uh, you know, he went on to say, uh, you know, you look at what's going on under the prosecution of Kim Fox, and this is all up for debate, but I think you can see what's going on here. Uh, he said they're losing Neiman Marcus. Uh, they've lost uh, half of uh, uh, Michigan Avenue, and they may lose this store. Now, it would seem to me that if Chicago lost a Joe Perillo-type business, that would be quite a nick in the old pocket to the revenue stream in this city. I mean, it's a big company. Yeah, you'd think yeah. so. The checks is alone. You think you'd want to keep him happy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, boy, I just, I just don't, uh, I don't quite understand that. The other one I don't understand this morning is this one. I mean, I get it, and I understand the guy that's doing it, but Man Cow, your former morning host, um, and, and it's amazing because I was watching Newsmax, and on the Newsmax uh, Krylon, it said that he was the number one rated Chicago radio guy from, like, 1950 to 2018, and I'm like, that's wrong right there. That's wrong right there. As you see, so you're running as a Republican. I, we we got to get basics here. Uh, well, I'm, I'm running as, as an independent. You're going to run as an independent. I went to the Republican so Party. A, that's a whole That's a whole other story. I mean, that's a whole other show. So is, there, is you're running as an independent. Does that mean there's a primary that you got to go through? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, Republican. It you, might be something you should figure out. You might want to look into that. Hmm. Yeah. Other news of the day, John Lester is retiring from your Chicago Cubs. You know, I will always remember Lester for just being the, the stud he was, but I got to do a cancer charity with him. Very generous guy. And the guy is as big as a house. Really? Oh, he's huge. He's like six foot eight. I was like, man, that's a big boy. Did you say, why can't you throw to first? <laughs> I did not ask him that. <laughs> I just said, hey, man. Do you think he gets that a lot? <laughs> I don't know. I would think that his career speaks for itself. Three World Series rings, I think, is probably, that's enough to uh, to do away with that. Why can't you throw to first? But, man, that always made me just really uncomfortable. Restore your faith in humanity, then, and uh, because I just can't have enough cat stories. Ah. An Ontario woman whose cat fled from her home in 2010 was reunited with the missing feline when her pet turned up at a shelter 12 years later. No, it was not midnight. Oh, Sorry. Good. Okay. Christine DeCastro received a phone call from an animal shelter on New Year's Day saying one of her pets had been found, and she was initially confused after verifying that her cat and two dogs were indeed at home. Her confusion turned to shock when she found out the animal turned out to be Loli, a cat that had fled from her home in summer of 2010. She'd been picked up as a stray and scanned for a microchip, which revealed DeCastro's contact information. Now, DeCastro brought the now 14-year-old cat home January 3rd. She says she wishes cats could talk so she could ask her where she's been, what she's been doing. Yeah, but hanging out by Ray's house. Uh, exactly, but she says she's just glad she's come home to be taken care of in her golden years. Oh, see? Hmm. That's why I'm going to go home, but I'm going to make sure we take care of this midnight story, if you know what I'm saying, Judy. Yeah, you're going to be taking care of her by feeding her because she's going to be in your house. Because I just heard Gina, and she sounds pretty intense. Yeah, well, Gina gets her way. Well, Gina gets Gina her way. Gina deserves her way, I see. Appreciate you guys letting me sit in here for a couple days. I've been told that I have tomorrow off, so I'm going to uh, do what any red-blooded American would do. I'm going to get in my truck, go to the Eagle River Snowmobile Races, and hang out outside all weekend Jealous. It was such a pleasure working with you, Ray. You have fun at that rodeo. If I don't oh, go... I'm going to be texting you. If I don't go to Wisconsin, I will meet you there, okay? I would love for you to yeah, go. We'll I, have I need, fun together. I, I need a wingman. Oh, you'll have fun. <laughs> we'll get some designated drivers. I promise you that. Have a great day. Uh, I don't know who's in here tomorrow, but Judy will be back. So take care of yourself, and I appreciate you. WLS listeners, you're always very good to me. Take care. Here is Rob in the Update Center.